connecting to the real nerds is so easy. You can go to our website, realnerdspodcast.com. You can like us on Facebook. We have a Twitter account, at Real Nerds. We also have Instagram. You can call us, 720-6Nerds5. You want to email us? You can do that, too. Realnerds at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and enjoy the show. Coming to you from the X-Access, it's John of All Trades with your host, John X. Welcome, welcome, welcome to this John of All Trades podcast promo. Each Wednesday, I bring you a brand new interview with someone fascinating and ask the question we all ask when we meet someone new. Hey, what do you do? It's fun, informative, and it's the 2017 Westward Reader's Choice Award winner for Best Denver Podcast. iTunes, Stitcher, and johnofalltrades.us. My name is Henry Jarvis, and you're listening to the Real Nerds Podcast. That's pretty Very good. That's awesome. Very good. Yeah, yeah. Welcome to Real Nerds Podcast, unofficially the official podcast of Denver Comic Con 2018 and beyond. And we are also a proud member of Denver Podcast Network. We are Denver's premier movie podcast. I am Ryan. With me always is Zach and Brad and James. Most of the time. I know. This is the first time since Blade Runner that I've been on a real episode. Yeah. Well, you guys kept wanting to watch a bunch of garbage, so I was like, well, I'll go to hey, the hey, mountains. Hey. Our motto is we give everything a chance, mm-hmm. James. You can't just like make up seriously, reception parties. Seriously to go tell to. me that I was going to like Jigsaw. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you I might mean, have laughed. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, this is stupid. Oh. Well, James, let's play a game. Was it going to <laughs> <laughs> Was it going to be m- as much fun as 50 shades uh no. darker? No. Okay, then I'm out. <laughs> that's all, that's unfair. That's genuinely well, there's the no most boobs fun in I've it, had. so it's genuinely the most fun I've had. It really a saw movie with no boobs in it. They don't usually have nudity. Really? No, I don't. would just assume yeah. like you're going to make a rated R horror film like that first one didn't really, but like that's when they were trying to the be like. The other ones like, don't either. More it's about cool, like. Artsy I think the third one's the only one porn. I remember having boobs. Boob? They were, oh, that's well, right. The one chick. The, yeah. the frozen yeah. chick. Yeah. That's the only one I remember. I remember. And they're not happy boobs. They're sad ones. <laughs> also true. I don't really want sad boobs. Yeah. I want perky, ready to go boobs. That's uh, what I want in my life. Well, my mom turned the podcast off. No, she did. She, <laughs> she, she, she loves me for who I am. This is, this is bad. I was going to say you don't want titsicles because it directly. Ah, and we lose. And if you want a bad joke, just turn to Zach Eastman. He's got it for you. We're Thank kicking you. off another top 25 countdown of the worst jokes you can possibly have. Zach is getting on the top 24 of them. Take my wife, please. Seriously. <laughs> me and uh, I, I think I've told a story. Me and Brad did a whole podcast on Nebcast, our previous podcast, where we talked in that radio voice. Yeah. And it gave oh, me really? a headache. I had I a headache. <laughs> yeah. Because I, had, I would have a headache listening to it. No, dude, my radio voice is pretty money. <laughs> <laughs> it would still make my head hurt after a while. I would start hearing everything in that. <laughs> of course you did. And that's why we're doing it tonight. <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, just kidding. No. Uh, every week on Real Nerds Podcast, we go see a new movie. We podcast our experience to the world. This week, we saw Thor Ragnarok. Dun, 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 dun. Stay tuned to the end of the episode. <laughs> I'm so annoyed I can't get the soundtrack until like tomorrow, first week of December or something. No, or oh, it... really? I got mine, I think, November 10th. November 10th? Sweet. I pre-ordered it as soon as the movie was over. Okay. But stay tuned. We'll review the movie if you should see it or not. Uh, we'll spoil the movie, too. So if you want to see it, we will say if you should see it or not. Play the trailer, then spoil the movie. We also talk about movies we've been watching over the uh, week. You should see it. Yeah. Dude, spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> um, Be cool, man. Done uh, movies that are coming out. And we also do movie news. 
But I like to start with a segment I call Bread riding around town on a motorcycle Driving through and waving at women Is it He's a- saying hi and they're saying ho Come on baby let's go On my motorcycle down around town Around town we're going on my motorcycle <laughs> Hey, film buddies, follow me around Denver. Is it a, is it a Vespa that he threw his little hat onto and then he drives it around? I'm really proud. I actually rhymed like lyrics. No, that's, in that. that's some impressive freestyling right there. <laughs> I just do a rap battle. I just imagine the music video for like Brad saying hi and then a bunch of girls going hi. I just want to know when I got a motorcycle because I had no idea. <laughs> you don't have one? No. Oh, I thought you did. Well, you do now. <laughs> <laughs> yep. What's going on around town, Brad? Uh, well, sadly, the drive-in is closed for the season, Aww. so there'll be no more updates for that. Boo! You until can't May, drive probably. your motorcycle into the. Yep, I can't take my motorcycle to the drive-in. <laughs> can, you, can you take motorcycles <laughs> in the to freezing, a driving? <laughs> snowy weather. <laughs> you have to bring in like one of those portable radios for it because it does. Oh, it that's the radio. That's true. I don't get like the closing for the cold weather because the documentary I watched about the drive-ins that they sell there, like they would have heaters and uh, you can use your car heater, like your car's running while oh run the radio. That's fair, yeah. But yeah, and they say rain or shine, but I don't know, whatever. That's okay. Hmm. Um, Dude, I want to see the movie Twister in a drive-in in the rain. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just so you can't see it too good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so instead of being able to go to the drive-in. Um, the the Esquire this the midnight this week is the Lost Boys, ooh, which I haven't seen, so I might check that out I about the time. Too. I have not seen it either. Um, and then just jumping ahead, the following week is my old brother, goddamn vampire, <laughs> Pan's Labyrinth. Ooh, yeah, nice. And then what the hell? Uh, the Room in Rocky Horror the week after that, and then Akira, and then they have no announcements after that. So, right, on. I've seen Akira so many times there. That's too bad. And then uh, this Sunday is the Mile High Mox and Docks Festival at the Bug Theater. I think it's 7 p.m. We're still making the poster. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, just go to the Bug Theater on Sunday night, and you'll probably see something. Yeah, hang out. Yeah. Cool. We That's also see movies at the Alamo Draft House, like Thor. But what makes the Alamo Draft House cool is they have special programming throughout the week. This is what's playing at the Alamo Draft House. Hello. Hi, I'm Kevin Smith. Hi, I'm Leonard Maltin. Hi, I'm Mark Hamill. Hi, I'm Elijah Wood. This is Seth Rogen. I'm Christopher Mitzblas. I'm Martin Starr. Welcome to the Alamo Draft Time. Do the one where he's like, and get the fuck out of my room! <laughs> oh, that's my favorite one. Tom, Tommy the Giant Boy? Oh, it's so good. Oh. Sorry, anyway. I don't know if I'm in time to find that You're going to find Whatever. it. Whatever. It's okay. Yeah. I'm just, uh, I'm just since saying. Since this is Monday, favorite. I'll start at Thursday. Thursday, they're doing a John Carpenter day at Sloan's Lake, and cool. the Mouth of Madness huh. is playing, and so Ooh. is uh, uh, Prince of Darkness. Is, this that, is that that Sam Neill movie? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not reality! Did you know Sam Neill's in Thor Ragnarok? Yeah, I did. I... I've seen... Did you, we we can't talk about this? Yeah. There's that there's spoilers because of course I want to say, did you know so and so is in Sam is in Thor Ragnarok? That blew and my I, mind. Like I did not recognize him at all. Did you recognize the other guy? Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to it, guys. We'll I know. We'll I, to I was gonna, just gonna post like a picture of uh, Loki online and just, but not. Loki, right? Yeah, yeah. But that—that that, no, that's so evil. That would be so evil. 
It's a great joke. It's um, so good. The, uh, so they're also doing uh, a Guillermo del Toro at the uh, the Alamo. Alamo, thank you. And so they're starting with uh, The Devil's Backbone at Sloan's Lake at 1 p.m. on Saturday. I've never seen that, but I'm very uh, intrigued. Have you ever seen it, Ryan? I mean, cause, just because it's yes, more of a horror film? Is I it? have. It's pretty good. I, okay. Because it's, like it's, it's one of his earliest films. It's like his second film, I think. Yeah. But it's also the... Yeah, I think so, yeah. It's like the first part of his, you know, well, Spanish call, Civil War trilogy. Yeah, I call it making. his Spanish horror trilogy. Yeah. It's the or second maybe one. fairy tales, because... I don't know. Well, his stuff's really good. It's the second part, because the first one's Kronos. Mm-hmm. No. Then Devil's Backbone, and then Pan's Labyrinth. I believe he has specifically said that that's not it. That that there are three films about the Spanish Civil War he wants to make. That's the first one. Pan's Labyrinth is the second, and then the third is... Oh, I thought you were talking still about coming. the horror trilogy that no, 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 no. He, yeah, he specifically like, I guess early in his career wanted like had these three stories about the Spanish Civil War because he's a crazy person. Um, he had to, actually. I read a really cool interview with him and he talks about uh, how hard was it making the shape of the water and stuff like that. Was, oh, cool. You find a Hollywood Reporter. It's pretty good. His dad was like kidnapped when he was younger and what? It's really hard for him to grow up in Mexico and. Oh man, see that guy's cool. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, then they're also doing. Um, I can't even read. What's wrong with me? Uh, at Little Tin on Sunday, about tap. No, no maps on my tap. I don't even know what that is. But it's at two thirty p.m. Do you know what it is, Brad? No, I have no idea. But you should go to the Bug Theater and watch Mox and Docks instead. <laughs> and that's what's playing at the Alamo Draft House. <laughs> cool. Speaking of Alamo, you got my. Um, have you found out about this Thursday? Yet uh, my for... wife works. Oh damn! Sorry. All right. Then anybody, if you want, either of you wants to come to the room with me at the Alamo. On Thursday, let me know. I will let you know. I have a feeling. Probably not. Zach, do you sleep? I would like to. Yeah, I do. Why? You text me at like the most, uh, like, you know, I'll get a text from you like at midnight, and then I'll get one the next morning like at six in the morning. I'm like, are you? <laughs> no, um, that's when I um, work late. And then oh, okay. I, get off late and then I mean, like, I don't care. I'm just like, man, does this guy ever sleep? <laughs> no, no, I do. It's just like, those are generally like when those late texts come in, I'm like, I get off at like 930 and it takes me a while to wind down. Because, I mean, I don't sleep ever, so. <laughs> no, it's usually me, like, like going, like, oh, I'm bored. Can I, get, can I start a stimulating conversation? <laughs> usually it's about cartoons. <laughs> yeah, it is. And it's fun. But, uh, yeah, okay, cool. I was just curious. Oh, yeah, you know, I wish. I, cause I, I, mean, I figured that'd be the only way to get you to go to it. Not because I don't think you don't want to go. It's just, like, I understand not wanting to pay for a bad movie. <laughs> I don't know. I saw the little trailer with James Franco before at the Alamo. Yeah. And he, he's just talking about all the things that the room ripped off, you know? Yeah, it's great. Good yeah. doggy. Um, that's, why, that's why you really need to see the room. You're going to enjoy it. I really I'll try. So. Uh, if you can't find it, I'll see if I can get someone to watch my kid. Okay. And then I'll go because it'll be fun. Yeah, I'll figure it out. We'll, we'll keep in touch. Anyway, this is all dead air, guys. Yep. <laughs> no, it's not. It's if what people want to hear. It, you can go to the midnight in two weeks. <laughs> Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's true. true. <laughs> Which would be a really fun way to see it, because again, they throw spoons at that one yeah, too. Yeah, getting yeah. to see it where you could throw spoons at the screen and like all kinds of shit is really fun. Yeah. Does the Alamo um, do the same stuff? They do, but they really, I, I can tell that the staff doesn't like it. <laughs> oh, probably not. Whereas the Esquire kind of don't give a D- DGAF. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Cool. Using slang now, guys. And technically, just for the record, in both cases, you're supposed to throw the spoons at the base of the screen. Please do not hit the screen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Jigsaw. Play by the rules. <laughs> yeah. Uh, before we get into real news, there is a new real nerd. Zach is an uncle. Mm-hmm. And so we Aww. have a new real nerd in the house. Young Mattis Cole Hauska. 
It's gonna so nine up. pound Polish baby guys <laughs> play so, football and pick on nerds and hell yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll try to train him wisely, but I can't guarantee <laughs> he won't pull a Anakin, and then we'll get into a fight, and then I'll be like, it's all over, Mattis. I have the high ground and. You're going to show him Jackie Wait, Brown first, right? Did you no. just say you're going to kill to your nap? Ne- nephew? No. <laughs> I did not say that. Oh, right. You're just going to cut his arms off before he kills you. <laughs> Julia, so, I'm sorry. <laughs> so congratulations for being an uncle. Yeah. yeah. It's a fun thing to be. He did whisper something yep. into my ears. It was, um, what was it? It was Spielberg is overrated. You son of a bitch. <laughs> Snuff him out. And his mic's off. <laughs> I was like, that's an odd thing for a baby to say two days after the womb out. <laughs> like, what's going on here? This is real news. It's real news. Holy shit! What a week for news. Yeah, uh, let's. The world uh, blew up again. Yeah, no, let's let's uh, let's start off with a with a showstopper. Here's the here's the audio to the trailer for Fifty Shades Freed. <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> Nix that uh, one. Yeah, anyway, so that's out. <laughs> so uh, look forward to that. That'll be a good time. What a piece of shit. Uh, but will Mr. Gray see me now? No. Okay. But he might die in a helicopter or an elevator crash. He doesn't like fat people. Or he might die, not die at all. He might just, you know, they might just have sex for three quarters what, of the I movie. What the conflict's going to be this time? Be, Remember the... The same conflict from the last one that never happened. It's no, just going to be that dude, dude from the last Remember the dude who tried to pick... Oh, that's right. What yeah. happened to the dude who tried to pick her up? Right. That dude who tried to pick, who tried to pick her up that got his job fired, or that got fired, comes back in this one and clearly, like... Uh, Is that in the trailer? Mr. Yeah. Oh. All right, never mind. Didn't you watch the trailer that we just didn't show? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's real bad, Ryan. It's real bad. It actually has, like... There's more plot in this trailer than there was in the last movie, which right is on. great because plot is one the, when the movies are good. Now, I say that <laughs> if there's too much plot and not enough sex, I won't be able to breathe from all the laughing. Mm. The best part about the second one is that they, they put the sex scenes in there just frequently enough that I could calm myself down, get bored again, breathe, you know, get some oxygen into my lungs. So it's not like the room where the sex scenes are hilarious. <laughs> No, okay. it's quite the opposite. Oh, okay. Um, it's like the room if the spoon sequences were sex scenes and the sex scenes were plot. Oh, okay. Um, that sounds all backwards. <laughs> uh, AMC is apparently uh, no longer like installing screens that do the masking uh, in their theaters, uh, and people are throwing a hissy fit uh, because it may mean that like they're they're when you go see a movie there, it's not going to look too good. Um, masking. Yeah, all of the you know how the um, the screen itself will sort of resize and the curtains will come in and out so that that way you don't get like gray bars or like that faint you know. It's according black to whether light. you have a scope or a flat film. Yeah. So, um, so uh, anyway, they they responded in like a at AMC helps Twitter thing this week with a very weird statement saying like. Yeah, that's correct. We're no longer installing uh, masking screens in any of any of our theaters. So now, like, you might go into an AMC and get like these weird gray bars on the right and left of your of your film. The bottom line um, is, AMC probably shouldn't have tweeted out a generalized yeah, they, response to that <laughs> with an intern writing the answer. Yeah, it's going to be a bunch of people complaining and saying that AMC like no longer cares about your movies anymore. Yeah, because now they're um, blowing it up that big. Yeah. And I'm sure that in in a week, AMC will release a statement being like, ah, that was taken out of context. That was stolen from a 
memo of anyway. it's our annual two year where AMC doesn't understand the product they sell. <laughs> right. Uh, I believe they do. They they are really good at selling popcorn and candy and hot dogs. <laughs> um, we sell balloons, right? <laughs> there's there's been a lot of kerfuffle about Disney wanting to buy uh, Fox. Uh, specifically the Fox movie and uh, TV production studios. They would leave news and sports things. alone. Yeah. Um, this just seems like one of those big, like, hey, maybe this thing will happen and people are talking to each other things that then doesn't actually happen. Because mm-hmm. um, it would be pretty crazy and, you know, would be a... Or it's a, Disney just, again, yeah, trying merger. to buy every character available. Oh, yeah. The one cool thing about it is that then they would have the original trilogy of Star Wars films as well. I mean, the, the catalog... And the prequels, I guess. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah but <laughs> I said the one really <laughs> cool thing. Um, you know, there's the Fox catalog is awesome. And then they have all there's the, the X Men and the uh, Fantastic, Fantastic Four. Four back. Yeah, I mean that would be cool. But An Alien. Uh, but if you just think about like how difficult it would be to carve that company up, and why would Fox want to do it? Like, does Fox want to keep FXX but not own? It's always Sunny in Philadelphia. Like why some of they get the to keep the TV stuff. Again, it's just like the movie and their TV division. Well, but it's, well, it's dividing Fox it. Television, but I don't know what Fox Television in- includes because hmm. um, they're like they're taking some of the television production. But again, like all of this is so complicated to even cut up that I just don't understand why you would wa- you wouldn't want to just vertically own all of those pieces of selling that stuff to people. Right? About making money. Welcome to the business too. Nerds. What they might get the Simpsons too out of that. <sighs> Ooh. Right. Uh, yeah, but if again, it includes the TV division. Does it include like the animation stuff or what? Yeah. It's very and family guy. This thing is so family guy Disney like, property. <laughs> this thing is like right. so in the treetops of something that has so many details to it that this is probably like maybe a conversation that happened that's getting blown out of proportion because it's it's a crazy idea that yeah. you know could be really cool. But apparently, it's been going um, off and on. So this is just the latest version of it. Yeah. Right. Well, and it, it's very similar to the. What if Apple buys Disney, or what is what if Disney buys Netflix, or like all of that, all of those silly conversations? And then Disney's like, Fuck, probably we'll doesn't make our own Netflix. Right, exactly. Like, I, I want Rocket Raccoon to meet Cornelius from Planet of the Apes. That's all I want. Mm. If we can we get this to happen, then I will mm. approve of this. Only murder. if he kills Cornelius from Planet of the Apes. Uh, Joe Johnson. Why doesn't anybody like Cornelius? <laughs> uh, Joe Johnson's going to retire. Um, That's kind of sad. Yeah, uh, his uh, his next film is uh, the Chronicles of Narnia: The Silver Chair. Um, which is them sort of trying to reboot that series. The soft reboot. Um, yeah. The uh, the shame is that this means that he won't be directing that uh, that that Rocketeer sequel. Um, <laughs> in other news, there, Disney's making a sequel to the <laughs> Rocketeer. Uh, I don't know if you guys have heard. Mm-hmm. Um, I would really appreciate it if he made that because that would be cool. But uh, that's not going to happen. So um, anyway, I, you know he's had a he's had a a pretty good career if you actually look back at especially some of the stuff he did before he was really directing like it, you know good for him I think he's a fun director he's yeah. bluffing way to get out way, way to actually run a really long career and then get out when you feel like you just want to hang out with your wife and kids or whatever and yeah. I assume he's I, think, I mean, he's just waiting for you to show up at his house and like encourage him to please make the rocket. You're the only one that can get a young uh, Jennifer Connelly back. <laughs> I mean, how old is he? he has to be in his seventies, sixties, seventies. Yeah, dude, relax. Stop working. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, you, want, you've left your mark and you've done a good job. Don't Steven Soderbergh this shit. <laughs> Actually, retire. I want you to show up at his house to beg for that Rocketeer sequel. He opens up the door and he's got a big Velociraptor hat head, head, head on his hat. 
And he just goes, Alan. <laughs> no, I know he's just dressed up. I want like, him to troll you. <laughs> he's just dressed up in the nightgown or in the in the uh, the evening gown from the Rocketeer. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> apparently, Jeff Bezos really likes the Lord of the Rings and wants Amazon to make a TV show version of it. We will track this as it proceeds. <laughs> are, are there more books? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> to adapt. Well, I mean, I think the characters are rich is, enough where you could. Yeah, the conversation is: Can you make a Game of Thrones style Lord of the Lord of the Rings the book adaptation where you include Tom Bombadil and include uh, Glorfindel and like? Let's try that. And, Let's yeah. see how that works. Here's an episode where we just watch the trees walking. Yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and they have little conversations. Look on the way to the volcano. I love Lord of the Rings. If they make this thing, I'll watch it and I'll probably really enjoy it. I kind of want another 10 years before we return to this well, unless we, unless it's, unless it's, we want to make movies in that universe that are completely original or like a TV show that's about like, you know, here's some, here's a ranger in a completely different time period, right? Like make, I, I think they could do stuff like that yeah, for sure. I would be totally on board with the, like the, 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 the video, the games, are video awesome. games are great. Uh, well, I, the first one's pretty fun. And not necessarily because the story is good. Um, but no, still. it's because you get to fight freaking orc generals and stuff. Yeah, it's actually just because of the, the nemesis system. But yeah. <laughs> anyway, like I think you could go tell some cool stories in that universe and not necessarily retell Lord of the Rings, and I would be totally on board. Uh, I would actually prefer that because it would be a bit more fun. If I'm just watching a story I've heard before, there's not as much like excitement because I, I know exactly what's going to happen. So um, If they did, though... And they get somebody to play Tom Bombadil. I would be so shocked if then I hear and then the Emmy goes to so Kevin and so. Spacey. <laughs> um, mm, not sure that's gonna happen. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, moving on. Should we? Uh, sorry, I couldn't help it. Um, the uh, the director of Jason Goes to Hell says that Jason's a deadite. Ryan. Uh, yeah. He's like, please make my uh, career relevant. He's like, mm, I put a really cool Easter egg in there for um, all the fans. Um, that's how he really sounds too. Uh-huh. Wait, uh huh. Wait, what? Fans? Isn't that your? Isn't that your Sam Raimi voice? <laughs> no, Sam Raimi is. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, like again, the guy. The guy. I one. I think he's an inept director and screenwriter, mm-hmm. but that's besides the point. Also, in uh, the Crystal Lake Memories book, he says it's the the reason his Friday Thirteenth isn't loved is because it's the fans' fault. Is he the the porn guy who made the porn one? No, okay. no. I mean, this he's not like a bad guy. <laughs> he's just not a good filmmaker. The porn guy didn't care about pleasing the fans or not. The porn guy wanted a paycheck. Adam Marcus is a douchebag. Yeah, and he, I mean, <laughs> he, he literally says in the book, um, I didn't want to make a movie about teenagers getting slaughtered, but I guess that's what everybody wanted, so they didn't understand my movie. Yeah, because they hired you to make a movie with a guy in a hockey mask murdering teenagers. I'd even show it's not that hard. <laughs> and and just reading the, you should really read the book if even if you don't even like Friday Thirteenth, the Chris Lake Memories book is a really cool look into the making of film. And Sean Cunningham and it talks about how bad he was and how he had to come in and shoot like some scenes and um, and then he wrote Leather uh, Texas Chainsaw, which <laughs> makes no sense at all. So, huh? I wanted to make a Texas Chainsaw movie for the fans, but I guess they didn't like Leatherface having a cousin. Yeah. <laughs> so bottom line. Oh wait, did he Jake. make the Texas Chainsaw 3D one? Yeah. Oh, that movie. Not, is not as a director, he was the writer fun. and producer, I think, though. Great fun. Yeah, some kind of involvement, but he so, was definitely the writer. Dumb as shit. So bottom line, Jason's not a deadite. No. How, is, how <laughs> the fuck is he a deadite? 
doesn't make any sense at all. Uh, because that guy said it. Uh, I mean, he did put the Necronomicon in Jason Goes to Hell. Yeah. That he stole from... Well, he didn't steal it. He asked Sam Raimi if he could borrow it because they were filming uh, Army of Darkness right by him. And He's then, like, who are you, kid? Yeah. You want to be in the picture, see? So, 24 is getting rebooted? But... Damn. As something else? <laughs> and not Kiefer Sutherland? Fuck they it. already did that. Yeah. Yeah, but isn't this... This one's like a like a legal show. Fuck that. With conspiracies <laughs> and shit? I assumed, you guys, I assumed you guys would know about this and already be angry, but I guess not. No, Moving it's news on. to me. Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I don't even know what this is, uh, but it's got a cast. Yeah. And it's a big deal because it is an ethnic cast. Ooh, I don't really care. That's great. Yeah. Um, what, is, what, is, what is it? Is it a movie or is it a show? It's just another version of the show. I think they're just oh, making cool. the, the turtles. It's more like a prequel, so the turtles are younger, but yeah, they also decided to change the ethnicities of some of the characters, which I'm fine with. I mean, it's yeah. like is it the pre- 20th version of these characters. Yeah. One of them is John Ralphio, so yep. it's going to be great. <laughs> the turtles are going to mutate. <laughs> <laughs> did they say who he's playing yet? Oh, shit. I bet they did. Hold on a second. I, I just closed that tab. He has to be Casey Jones. Can we order Jones. a pizza? <laughs> well, they have a picture of like f- four guys and then the girl who's playing April O'Neil, so I assume he's one of the turtles. Uh, ben Schwartz is playing uh, Raphael. Cool. Oh, no, no, no. no, <laughs> yeah, no. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. I actually read this out of order. Ben Schwartz is playing Leonardo. I'm sorry. Because it's Omar Miller from Ballers is Raphael. I'm the leader of the Ninja Turtles. <laughs> we should play Jean Raphael. <laughs> <laughs> no sense. Oh, it'd be really good. Um, is Leonardo the one that likes pizza? <laughs> anyway, <Shut> um, <laughs> stop. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, shit. See, now we're laughing. I can't go into the serious movie. It's the secret um, of the ooze. <laughs> uh, while we're while we're still having a good time, uh, Tyrese Gibson has gone to war with Dwayne Johnson. This oh week. god. Um, in a in a in a poorly spell checked tweet, um, <laughs> with with may, way too many ellipses to even follow. Uh, Tyrese Gibson basically. Threatened to not be in the next uh, Fast and Furious movie. Wait, he movie. was in the last one? <laughs> uh, I was in it! Hey, he was in it. He didn't do anything, but he did deliver some lines. Well, did you read why he's mad? Because uh, he has to pay child support. Yeah, he's, like, yes. he's paying like um, 13000 a month on the whole custody battle. Right. But um, the tweet's not the news. It's his meltdown on video. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's It's... It's... <sighs> Yeah, it was hard to watch. <laughs> yes. I feel for the guy and the, you know... Um, I don't. You make choices in your life. ...situation <laughs> that he story, has gotten himself into. Don't have kids if you're rich. At the same <laughs> at the same time, uh, the idea that he <laughs> thinks that him threatening to not be in the next Fast and Furious movie if The Rocky is, is actually, like, going to play... I know. And everyone's uh, like, oh, wait a minute. I only go see those movies for Tyrese Gibson. Yeah, right. I, I'm sure there's a few of those people. Is there? I'm sure there's a few of those people. I'm also His sure family. there's. I'm also sure there's very few of those people. His family. His mom and dad. Um, <laughs> yeah. So uh, we will follow that as it as it unravels. Um, let's see. Okay. All right. All right. All right. We'll get a little serious, I guess. Um, uh, all of Brett Ratner's things are on hold this week, uh, as a bunch of people came out of the woodwork. Uh, accusing him of se- sexual harassment. 
Hollywood sure is a cesspool of predators. Yeah, I'm not surprised by any of this, but you know, Ryan and I, or Zach and I were talking about this before. Like, none of these people who have been accused of all of this stuff have actually been convicted of anything. So I don't want to necessarily speak badly of them and like convict them in the public eye. But at the same time, like, I would like to, you know, uncover what the truth is to some degree. Um, it's yeah, like I, I, and, and, and I clearly with, don't with, support this kind of behavior. And with all this, it's hard when you're a victim of this because it, speaking yeah. out takes a lot of courage. Absolutely, so, absolutely. Um, like I, I want to be supportive of the people who are speaking out. I also recognize that like so much of yeah. this is happening at once that that if we if we all at once just say like, oh well, every name put on this list is clearly terrible and blacklisted. Like we're not necessarily, you know doing our due diligence of figuring out what the truth is you know like i don't want to just no, say I agree. everybody who is suddenly mm-hmm. like accused of this stuff all at once is in the same boat and we're not real hear... journalists so it'd be really irresponsible for us to... exactly yeah. exactly the only thing is it's not our it yeah it we can talk about it but it's not our right. duty to investigate it unless yeah. they start giving us certain credentials or something um <laughs> yes which yeah. <laughs> anyway um the biggest thing here is just that like we, and we've commented on this in the last couple of years, like Rat Pack is actually way bigger than I think any of us realized. Mm. And like over the last couple of years, you yeah. see that name on fucking everything. The yeah. DC um, movies, man. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this thing, this is pretty big. Like, yeah. you know, this is, I don't know. It's certainly bigger than Kevin Spacey, yeah. probably on the level of a Harvey Weinstein in the actual he's, size of the impact this guy has he, on, he, on the current industry. And he's not the only person within Rat Pack, but, oh, cr- agreed. but his is the most prominent name. Yeah, it's like, called Rat Pack. Yeah, so. um, and and I, you know, anybody who knows anything knows that guy. You know, in, in the way that I don't actually remember the other names of the guys who were in charge of DreamWorks, I just remember Steven Spielberg. Jeffrey Katzenberg. Jeffrey Katzenberg. Yeah. yeah. I don't remember the and other the names guy. of the guys who were... Uh, right. I think it's David Geffen. David Geffen, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't remember the other names of the guys who were in Rat Pack. I want DreamWorks bingo. <laughs> <laughs> um, but... So, yeah. Again, the behavior is bad. I both hope he didn't do it, and I also hope he is punished if he did. Was, you know, I... I can't say I'm gonna not see any Brett Ratner movies for a while because I wasn't gonna see them anyway. Like I tend to avoid Brett Ratner movies. He hasn't made anything for a while, and I don't give two shits about a Hugh Hefner biopic. So yeah. I can't say I'm disappointed. But it's really the impact that that's gonna have on whatever the enthusiasm I had for that project earlier this year like died slowly throughout the course of this year, and now sure. it's like DOA. I have a yeah. question though for like all these like Hollywood people getting. Uh, accused like uh, Ryan has is notorious for blacklisting uh, Polanski movies and who else Woody Allen Woody Allen mm-hmm. so does that like uh, obviously you have a huge collection does that mean you you toss some of the shit off the shelf or well so that's so here's here, here's the one difference I will say in that um, uh, I don't think Brett Ratner raped a 13 year old girl yet right so um, and if and I don't own any of the Rush Hour movies. What other movies has he made? <laughs> X-Men 3. Red Dragon. Oh, I do have X-Men 3. I, I think that the big difference here, at least as I see it, is as of yet, he's not convicted of anything. And, like, the, the, the big issue is that a Polanski is convicted and never actually punished. 
and is continued to be celebrated and continues. Yeah, to be and I think that's my biggest films problem. Films made too. after the guy should be in jail are problematic. Even in this case, right? And we talked about this before. Like, okay, Baby Driver came out this year. Am I suddenly going to not watch or enjoy Baby Driver or even talk about how good of a performance Kevin Spacey had? No, Kevin Spacey's amazing in that film. At the same time, I have to to separate, you know, that performance from who what I'm now learning about the guy to some degree just because I have to be able to enjoy the things that I like because nobody making that film necessarily knew that that's what was going on or that this was what this history was. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, everybody has their, their sort of dark shit. Um, yep. The hope is that it's not this dark. Um, and the hope is that when it comes out, that person is rightfully punished and, and does whatever they have to or can to sort of rectify what they have done. Um, I'm more than willing to forgive someone for you know a in a Mel Gibson way somebody who behaves poorly mm-hmm. and has a bad part of their life you know where maybe 20 years ago or whatever whatever time period it was like if Kevin Spacey was in a bad place or maybe just he got too big and did these things that he needs to be punished for if he can reconcile that over the next 10 or 20 years and be very apologetic I'm not saying I'm going to put him back on top of the pile and say like man you're really great but at the same time I can forgive that person if they actually go through the the, the channels to try and make amends. And in, Polanski in, in the, too in the case was where convicted, they aren't, yeah. and he bounced. He's yeah. like, I'm not going like, to go to prison. That's yeah. the big difference here. Like if if Polanski had been in jail for all that time and came out and started making films and and I genuinely thought that he had come a, come around and was like, well, no, like this happened in the 70s and I was on drugs and like whatever, like. And I feel really terrible about it and whatever. Now, am I necessarily going to say he's the greatest person ever or ne- or celebrate him? No, but I, if he had paid his dues to society and got out and was a good artist, I could at least be like, oh, okay, this guy's a good artist, but here's these things about him, right? Um, the big issue is he's a guy who made a whole bunch of movies when he should have been in jail because he was a shitbird. Mm-hmm. Um, you know... Uh, yeah, it's a it's a tough situation to try and and again at this point, none of these guys have been convicted of anything. Like I can't, I'm not gonna go like throw away all my Blu-rays because somebody said that somebody. I own Avatar. I know for a fact that James Cameron is a dick and a half, <laughs> but I'm not gonna not watch the movie. Like you know, um, I'm just saying. Like, is, this is this is a tough situation yeah, it's, it's, all over. Yeah. You you kind of like, have to draw the, the line. The moment it, the moment Weinstein cracked open, it's been a fucking nightmare of a situation. It's actually good. What it is is well, I mean, hopefully no, this stuff gets a light shined on it, and now three really big guys in that industry uh, are and probably the, are more paying the price they deserve to pay. Yeah, are going to be severely punished for this. Mm-hmm. In a way that hopefully is a signal to a lot of people that this behavior isn't okay. In an industry that has probably let it happen for way too long because, you know, that's sort of the old way of doing things. And, like, you know, that when you when you live this life where you're pretending to be other people and, and status is a big deal, like, you think you have all this power in a pussy-grabbing kind of way. Like, <laughs> we we see this all over the place. It's not new. Uh, but the hope is that it dies a very slow and agonizing death as we exercise it over time. And that, um, and like, and I don't mean nightmare in terms of like, oh, it's terrible that this, like, it's good that that this is 
being revealed. It's just it's a nightmare that it happens. It sucks that it, this even still happens. Yeah, and like I don't know, like I, I I have to retract what I said last year about Hollywood Land being about the death of old Hollywood. No, it's fucking existed for for up into up into today. But it, it and is, who knows if it's not even still going on? Like even amidst all this shit, it is not even a Hollywood thing. Yeah. Like for the record, yeah. Go ask your sister. Go ask your girlfriends. Go ask your wives. Go ask your moms. All of this shit is still very much prevalent. It is all just a question of what we teach moving forward and how we talk about it and, you know, trying to be as woke as possible uh, about the situation um, in a way and and also acknowledging that we can't fix this overnight, right? Mm -hmm. Like, all we can do is continue to exercise more and more and more. Mm -hmm. Um, I think we can agree that the biggest tragedy is that we won't be getting that K-Pax Blu-ray. Ah, son of a bitch. Yep. How will I complete my... How will I fall asleep? <laughs> <laughs> hey, that movie is pretty good. Mm, false. That movie I'm, is I'm pretty good. I'm not going to get an anniversary copy of Shrink? No. Damn it. No, I, here's the other thing. At the end of the day, like, with Kevin Spacey, it's easier for me because Kevin Spacey isn't the, like, the brainchild behind the thing, right? Like... I would feel bad. Um, try to try to try to quickly think of an example. Uh, I would try. I would feel really bad punishing the director of a great movie, punishing Edgar Wright, yeah, or David Mamet for having a movie that where they cast a guy that they didn't know this thing about, um, and saying like, "Oh well, I can't enjoy Baby Driver anymore. This beautiful piece of art that you worked for." 12 years on making and that hundreds and hundreds of people worked on, you mm-hmm. know, there, there is a difference when it is a, a director where you go like, Oh, unfortunately you guys were all working for a piece of shit, you know? And that's where the Ratner one is, is worse or the Weinstein ones are worse where you're like, Oh shit. Like Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. If you stay, you go, mm-hmm. if you leave Weinstein, you get to still be in the cool kids crowd. Like, you yeah. know, we have to draw a line here because, yeah. Um, no, I agree. I, yeah, I'm. I, I'm. I don't know if I'm ex- explaining my frustration on it correctly. It just. It just sucks. That's oh it. no, it does. It just uh, sucks. Yeah, it absolutely no. does. No one likes hearing about this stuff, but at the same time, it's that it's a rough bandaid to pull off that we will continue to pull off for mm-hmm. probably another couple hundred years. Mm-hmm. The shit is old. It takes a while to die. Ryan, will I live that long? No. No. Damn it. All you can do in your life is your best. Oh, what's the line from, from, uh, anyway, there's a really good line from Kingdom of Heaven. You know what? Just uh, remember, with great power must also come great responsibility. Oh. Mm-hmm. It's true Cliff in Robertson, everything. 2002. Uh, all right. And Uncle Ben, sorry. <laughs> Just to try and get a little bit of energy back before we move on. Um, uh, there's a lot of, like, talking about Luke Skywalker lately, and I don't read all of it. But how concerned are you guys? Are you guys worried that he's going to die? I No, that he's going to like go to the dark side and disappoint I mean, he's us on all. A, he's on the dark side poster too. I know. But in, but in international posters he has a blue lightsaber. Um I don't I, think he's a shit. I, I trust <laughs> I trust I trust Looper dude to yeah. pull us through. When uh at the the South Glen they have a standee for um Star- Last Jedi and there's a light side and a dark side of the standee and he's on both. Yeah. 
So, which and he's yeah. and I'm sure on the dark side he's just killing porgs left and right. Yeah. No, he's got his little cloak up. Yeah. No, it's and pretty then, awesome. Yeah. See, he, he. Yeah. But it's not what you're seeing below the image where all the other people are in front of him killing porgs. Funny international poster rays in that spot. Yeah. Um, so. Um. Yeah. They're 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 actually doing a really good job of like throwing a lot of smoke. And I I my a lot of snow. If I were gonna bet. <laughs> If I were going to bet, I would bet that Mark Hamill is just this cool and that he is intentionally saying some, like, some some bombastic things in order to just, like, stir up conversation. Because when he says things like, yeah, when I read the script, I was actually pretty insulted. You're like, oh. Um, but maybe afterwards he'll be like, yeah, you know, uh, it was pretty good. Look, a penguin. It's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. uh, look, a little, little fuzzy penguin. <laughs> Um, anyway, I I just like bringing it up because I there are days where I kind of go like, oh man, I just like the idea of what Mark it, Hamill using penguins as a distraction. What <laughs> if what if it's really fucked up? What if it's like he's been like slaughtering younglings in his cave for the last oh, thirty years, no. uh, stringing them up predator style? Yeah, he's like, I will not train you. Uh, what if <laughs> terrible? What if it's awful? <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. Oh, that's all the news I had. All right, these are Blu-rays coming out this week. Perfect. Get me the video cassette of Spaceballs the movie. Have you seen this? But there's been a new breakthrough in home video market. Instant cassettes. They're out in stores before the movie is finished. Okay, this one, you have to check this out sometime. I can't even... Just promise me you'll rent it. Sir. What? Are either one of these any good? I don't watch movies. Fuck much too early. Prepare to fast forward. Preparing to fast forward. Fast forward. Fast forwarding, sir. Well, this is the last time I rent here. You'll be missed. Screw you. No, no, no. Go past this. Past this part. In fact, never play this again. Cars 3 is getting a 4K Blu-ray release this week. Ka-chow. <laughs> uh, so you can check that out. Uh, the second best Cars movie for sure. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Ryan and I agreeing on something. Uh, Westworld season two, season one, sorry, season two won't be out for another three years. Westworld season one, uh, is out on, uh, 4K and there's a, there's a metal tin version that's, that's not got great art anyway, so you can avoid it because it's not a real steel book. Um, metal tins have the line in the spine. It's very annoying. I hate a metal tin. Some of them, they do, like, it's a wider spine. Ooh. So there's... There's like two kinds of metal packs. That doesn't fix it. But yeah, the one that's down the middle is an eyesore on my shelf. I can I can see I can see the pain on your face. <laughs> uh, the gra- the the grass castle, <laughs> the glass castle, uh, starring Brie Larson and Woody Lar- Woody Harrelson. I love Brie Larson, she's so pretty. Uh, and uh, Naomi Watts, uh, which is some kind of indie film this year. Uh, it's out on Blu-ray release this week uh, from Lionsgate. Is that the one with Woody Harrelson too? You what? just said Woody Harrelson. Oh, like, yeah. You oh, yeah, I, yeah. It looked okay. I'm guessing yeah. it's probably about a castle that's made of glass. No. Yep. It's actually and maybe made, people throw stones and, at them. And it's, actually, I, I, it's about the glass castle, and then you walk underneath it, and you look up and watch people fucking. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that's the ass castle. <laughs> Man, I really want to make a joke about the glass house, but I can't remember that lady's name. What's her name? Uh, Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Lily Sobieski. Oh, oh, she's she's still alive? Well, she was when she made the glass house in 2000. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Patty... 
I thought you were going to say Sandra Bullock, and then, like, that's the lake house, so never mind. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Did you get my letter? <laughs> Patty Cake Dollar Sign is out on Blu-ray. Sorry, Patty Cakes is out on Blu-ray this week. Uh, which is fast. That movie where that white girl is rapping and trying really to get out of her. It's basically Hustle and Flow, but with a white girl. Or Eight Mile with a girl. You've got more talent than anyone in the city combined. Yeah. Mm. It looked pretty good. Nope. <laughs> uh, Ingrid Ingrid Goes West is out on Blu-ray this week, which I really wanted to see. So I will get a chance now because I had plenty of chances and didn't take advantage of them, which is how it works when you miss things. Mm-hmm. The Crown Season 1 is on Blu-ray this week, which is a Netflix show. So if you have Netflix, you don't need to buy that. Uh, <laughs> Unless they make a cool VHS copy version yeah, of it. I That's bu- true. I oh, no. Things. Agreed. Agreed. Yes. <laughs> Um, the Godfather trilogy is getting another Blu-ray release, re- Blu-ray release this week, which is actually a, a pretty cool looking uh, little is box. Is it cheaper than the other ones? Um, is it an offer I can't refuse? It is. It Don't. is thirty-four dollars on Amazon. Should it's I give it to Fredo as a gift? <laughs> and it's um, still like a b- plastic blue package with uh, a. Do I have sleeve. eighteen thousand hours to watch all three movies? Um, Ryan, I'm gonna give you a Blu-ray. You can't refuse. If it's a Godfather, I will. Moving on. Damn it. Uh, <laughs> Overdrive, starring Scott Eastwood. Oh, here we go! Uh, this son actually, of a legend. Um, what, wait, I I've never heard of this. What? No, no one has. Uh, so we're moving on. Uh, Scott this, Eastwood's handsome. I yeah. might pick that up and watch it out of curiosity. Uh, let's see. How about uh, Wayne Rogers in the Hot Touch? Uh, it's got uh, two people painting, and they're both naked under some covers. That's on the hot. Cover. Yeah. Uh, and then there's oh, he has a paintbrush. <laughs> Yeah, uh, his women are hot. His paintings are hot. He's got what everyone wants. The hot Dutch. Oh, yeah. Saxophone uh, solo. It's from like 1977. <laughs> <laughs> but here's a good winner for the week. Uh, Without a Paddle, Nature's Calling. That's another Without a Paddle sequel. Um, Wait, is that Justin Long? Is that just the No, sequel? it's just three guys who look like Justin Long. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um... Justin Long, and Justin Long, and Justin Long, <laughs> go up a creek. The tagline is three Without guys. A paddle. <laughs> <laughs> I would see that movie. Fights a walrus um, at the end. Th- the tagline is three guys, one chance, no plan. One, one chance cup? to what? <laughs> to I, make this franchise relevant again? One, one chance <laughs> to make a movie. Uh... From Shout Select this week is Into the Night, starring oh. Jeff Goldblum. That's a really underrated movie. Uh, and Michelle, Michelle Pfeiffer, Pfeiffer. By John Ooh, Landis. Like early, late 80s, early 90s Michelle Pfeiffer. Mm. Oh, yeah. I love my cat one, Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah. Let's see. And then finally, from Shout Factory, is Darkman 2, The Return of Durant, and Darkman 3, Darkman Darker. No, sorry. Die, Darkman, Die. Um, <laughs> also on Blu-ray. <laughs> Dark Man Darker sounds so racist. <laughs> <laughs> Quentin Tarantino's Dark Man Darker. <laughs> Just produced by Sam Raimi. <laughs> uh, yeah. <clears throat> anyway. And I'm um, sure there's no... I, I remember them vaguely. I know there's no... Take the goddamn pink elephant! No fucking pink elephant! We have Arnold yeah. Vosloo in them, though. Mm-hmm. Which is... Takes over for Liam Neeson. Yeah. He's not yeah. bad. He's fun. He was a mummy once. There's a whole lot of like Harry Potter on 4K this week too. Yeah, that's. I think it's just on Amazon because I'm pretty sure they've been at Target for a while. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's just like it filled the whole the whole list. 
So, oh, 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 there's also, I just want to read this title because I think this title is really good. Um, this is a movie called Genocidal Organ. I, I think it's, I think it's some kind of anime. I'm really hoping it's that an organ that really kills people. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really hoping it's like a church organ that just like commits full genocide. I hope it's genocide. a dick. I hope Whoa. it's about, I hope it's about a killer state, Genocidal Oregon. Uh, nope. It's a dick that just pokes people. <laughs> It kills them. So did you see the Dark Knight coming out on 4K, the uh, trilogy? The trilogy set but, looks nice. But oh. So I think the individual releases look cooler, though. Really? Yeah, than like no. the... I hate faces, like just face-only covers. Mm. It's like the whole magazine like philosophy. It bugs me. Like people respond to faces. Are you talking about this, this cover art where it's, it's just the, the bat signal, but three times? No, the 4K... The 4K collection of The Dark Knight? No, he's talking about the individual releases. Oh, okay. You like that one. You don't like the individual ones. Oh, okay. Yeah. Whole thing up there. Hmm. I don't know. Well, I mean, it has to be better. I think The Dark Knight Blu-ray is a horrible cover where he's like on the motorcycle. Oh, yeah. Well, I have the steelbook where it's the flaming building behind him. Yeah. I have that one, too, signed by Michael Uslan. Yeah. <laughs> Those are cool. <laughs> yeah. And then the, the box that's like, Let me the black and white's pretty cool, but this, this is like all the different versions of the logo for each of the movie, like mm. stacked, and it looks like shiny metal. Oh, cool. I'll have to check it out. Yeah, that, yeah. That, that's pretty cool. I wish they were maybe closer together, but yeah, it's cool. Yeah. I think that comes out fast, like in December, too. That's crazy. That's cool. Yeah. I'll probably, buy it again. Probably a better investment. Oh, yeah, than, no, I'll definitely get are it. Are they carrying over the special features from that special edition Blu ray set they did? Uh, I'm sure. Probably. Will, yeah. yeah. Because then I'll just pick that one Wonder up. Wonder Brothers is pretty good about it. They're not going to work hard on this. I think the only new thing is the, so all they'll the do new is transfers. And... It'll be just like the Spider-Man. So like yeah. Spider-Man, it's they just have the 4K discs of just the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the other Blu-rays are all in there. It's just uh, the yeah. four. Well, in 4K movies, they usually don't have any special features on them because they put so much info on, the, info disc, on yeah. the picture and sound. And the trilogy set's the only one that comes with the digital copies, too. So there's that. Mm. Yeah, the trilogy set doesn't say anything on, at least on Blu-ray.com, about the number of discs yet. We'll see. I will wait and be patient. I'll I was thinking it. about today. I'm kind of glad I didn't get the Lord of the Rings on Blu-ray ever because they'll have a <laughs> sweet 4K, I'm sure. Yep, I will just get dipped again. Yep. <laughs> I Triple think, dip. That's what they call yep. me. Well, I don't get the. I didn't get the theatrical ones. So that's what I did like about the Lord of the Rings and Hobbit. Yeah. Is they they're like, hey, just so you know. There is extended editions coming out. I guess I've been quadruple dipped at that point because I, I got the theatrical DVDs mm. and then sold them to my mom and got the extended DVDs and then waited and got the, the Blu-ray DVDs. Yeah. I didn't pay that much for my extended Blu-ray. I got it, I got it for thirty four ninety nine. That's I about think. what I got, I got it for. It, I got it for fifty, but I got it a couple of years before you mm. did. Mm. I got it like when they first when Amazon oh, yeah, yeah. was first like, hey, how about this whole thing for fifty dollars? And then two years later, they were like, how about thirty five? Yeah. And <laughs> as and, and I was like, rack. upgrade. <laughs> yeah. How about we pay you to take the rest of these? <laughs> we'll throw in a chicken. You all have one. Speaking of movies, we watch movies throughout the no, week. No, no, he left out Family Guy season fifteen because he hates Family Guy. Uh, uh, I probably just didn't see it. <laughs> well, that was funny because I didn't know it was even coming out on DVD until like two days ago. <laughs> now I have to now I have to go all the way back to that screen and look it up just to prove you wrong. <laughs> it's the family. The it's not on Blu-ray. It's a DVD. Yeah, it's only DVD. Oh, it's not on Blu-ray.com. Mm-mm. Well, you know what? I was told to stop using digital bits because they were not accurate anymore. Yeah, so on, that's your fault. It's not fault. on digital bits either. It is. I saw it today. Is it? Yeah. It wasn't on there a couple days ago. I was looking up stuff before I came over here. I'm going to mm-hmm. look right now. Just just because you pointed at me, and I, I'm yeah. angry that you pointed at me. Uh, disrespectful. Mine is coming tomorrow. <laughs> I, I ordered on Amazon because it's like fourteen ninety nine. 
I hope it's not broken because they it's those little like flimsy like flapper. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I call them flapper. I don't buy things that come with slip the covers on addresses. Amazon because they usually don't send you the slip cover. So oh, I get them all the time. Mm. See, I pre-order them so far no. in advance. They shorted me on my Star Trek TV series ones. Mm. Well, because you got them way after they were released, though, right? Uh, yeah, but I should still get the slip cover. No, they stopped producing the slip covers after a while. How about every episode of Speed Racer in a giant head? Yeah, it's Shout Factory. I think that'd be a good bet. Ha uh-huh. <laughs> ha. This is what we've been watching. So, uh, yeah, this is the stuff we've been watching. Brad? Uh, not a lot. Um, I finished Stranger Things Season 2. And Me too. Last week I talked about how like into the first couple episodes I was. Mm-hmm. And it's still good, but it just kind of <laughs> ended the same way the first season did to where I'm like, oh, didn't really... like. It seemed like you were treading new ground, and then you just fought the monster and there's this whole uh like deviation episode that mm-hmm. a lot of people treat like oh they're trying to set up like a spin-off series and the worst just, series ever yeah um like i didn't hate the episode but like it's clearly an episode to get uh 11 away so that, that she can heroically come back and save the day so yeah it's, yeah i don't i don't actually think that episode is that bad like with how much people are talking about it it's just you know yeah. Uh, it it but, serves its purpose really well, and I think putting all of that stuff into one episode is really good. I I, I liked it. I yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't necessarily think it's better than the first season, and I don't want to spoil anything for people. But uh, there's there's new characters who are fun, and old characters who are fun, and there's also like some some sequel traps they fall into. But you yeah, know, it's good. One of the surprising things though is like I didn't I forgot that Steve was such a dick in the first season. Yeah, because he's so great. He's <laughs> like a oh, buddy yeah. in this season. Oh yeah. Um, well, at the end of the first season, he well spoilers for season one if you haven't like been a human. Um, the you know he he sort of redeems himself. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, agreed. Like this whole season, you're just like, oh, you're great. I'm so proud of my son. <laughs> oh yes, and he is. There's a moment. Is there's John a moment. Raphael, uh, Raphael's, uh part deaf guy from Family Guy? <laughs> <laughs> Never gonna catch me. <laughs> there is a part in there's a there's a section of this season though where I was watching and I was I was like, oh, he's definitely John Raphael's dad. Like this moment where he's like giving giving advice on how to hit on women uh, to this kid is the most John Raphael advice. You could give, um, man. You just gotta not care. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's great. Yeah, and Dustin gets to do some like really fun things. Uh, I also forgot. Like weeks ago, I watched the Orville. Oh yeah, cool. I haven't yeah. watched it yet. Is it good? I, I it's okay. Like, a it? lot of people love it, but I I can't. I don't know. I just can't get into it. It's it's do, not hilarious. Do a lot of people love it because it's better than Discovery? Ah. <laughs> <sighs> I don't know if they're even able to watch Discovery. <laughs> um, I heard it's more Star Trek than Discovery. <laughs> yeah, it's more in line with the next. Well, they generation. haven't said fuck yet because it's on Fox. So yeah, it's more in line with the production. And I think design, people are more surprised that it's not a straight up comedy. Yeah. yeah, it's it's. I don't know. It just seems like another excuse for Seth MacFarlane to get in front of the camera and like tell his jokes. Well, he makes a lot of money. He can do what he yeah. wants. <sighs> I'm not surprised. Um, but yeah, all the all the humor is like really, I don't know, just kind of weak to me. So, but again, I've only seen oh, it's like two guy. episodes, so <laughs> and I just fell off because yeah. I've been watching more Discovery. Oh, 
Um, yeah, How, you how's here. it going? I've fallen off, and then my credit card got stolen, so I got a new one. So now my my subscription's gonna lapse. You got your credit card stolen? Well, it was like one charge. You know that thing where like Chase, I woke up and Chase sent me a text message. It was like, "Hey, did you spend seven dollars on this thing last night?" And I was like, "No, I slept." Uh, and so they were like, "Okay, well, we'll refund it, and then we'll just send you a new card tomorrow." Wow. Um, so yeah, Chase is great about that. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, so since I'm not, since I'm too lazy to go update my, my CBS all access <laughs> billing, uh, I'll probably just lose it. But, uh, I haven't watched this week's yet, but I think last week was the one that's like a, a time paradox episode with Harry Mudd. Ooh. It was pretty entertaining and it's yeah probably the best episode of the series so far. Oh, son of a bitch. Yeah. I hate you, Brad. Can't you just tell me the show's <laughs> bad so I can give up and move on? It has its ups and downs, which is not uncommon for a Star Trek show in its first season to have. So, but uh, yeah, you weren't here for the f- fuck episode. They dropped no. an F-bomb twice. I know. That was pretty nuts. Should I just buy the Blu-ray eventually and then like... You know, just give up. Or maybe a DVD. Are they going to do it? Yeah, just know, just man. just pay like $8 and get a DVD at some point and just move on. I, I, I wouldn't roll the dice on them putting that show on Blu-ray. I th- they're pretty committed to that all-access shit. So. It's, they, they're choosing. And, and they have the upper hand because they've re- renewed it for season two. So, you know, they're all in on that. And I think they just announced that, um, uh, oh, man, not Keegan Michael Key, but uh, Jordan, Jordan Peele. Jordan Peele is going to make a Twilight Zone reboot for yep. CBS All Access. And my money's so. gone to CBS at that point. You know what, though? Like, Did you go watch, the, well, go watch the Forrest Whitaker reboot from the, from the early 2000s? Not great. Did okay. you watch Get Out? Not great. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I did. I'm just saying. Did you see Keanu? Not that. I just wanted to ask you if you see Keanu. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Brad. Go ahead. Um. Yeah. Like I, I only have the subscription for Star Trek, but I was actually looking at a list of shows, and they have a lot of the, like old stuff, like the Dick Van Dyke show. Yeah. So I might start checking out some of like those old '50s, '60s series that you know. Did Netflix yeah. get rid of Dick Van Dyke as a result? Then? Oh no! No, I mean I own. I don't even have to watch it on Netflix. Oh, I okay. have the. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm just saying, like, <laughs> I can't think of a title right now, but just like a. Um, you know, like, I don't know, like the Lucy show or something is on yeah, there, yeah. you know. Um, uh, it's called I Love Lucy. Mr. Moody. Yeah, <laughs> that's true, because there are uh, there are like three of her shows. Yeah. Um, and then the last thing I saw was The Babysitter, which is McGee's, like, I know. I haven't seen it, but... It... Horror comedy. Oh! Uh, to watch it. Yeah. yeah, it's it's not bad. It's, um, you know, it's a fun, like, kind of humorous dissection of horror films, I guess, uh, like every kind of trope you run into, they do some kind of deviation from it. it. While also serving the story of this nerdy kid who is getting bullied in school, but he has like this really cool babysitter that like you know stops bullies for him. And Elizabeth Shue? No, I'm out. Yeah. Um. So yeah, and then like it must be my turn to talk. So that's why he's. <laughs> oh, it's absolutely it. Yeah. Suddenly he's interested in the podcast. No one, no one online, no one online can hear him. What? No, nah, I mean for the most part. Um, yeah, but like no one's listening to my critique of the babysitter, so I'll just. I was. I'm, I was. I, I, made, I, made, I made a great thing. I made a great little uh, topical joke about Elizabeth Shue at the right moment. Uh, topical. Because <laughs> she was a. Babysitter. Are you trying to make a? Oh, adventures babysitting. Oh come on. Uh, it was anyway, a great so joke. Sorry. So the babysitter can beat up his bullies and yeah, stuff. Yeah, she's really cool. And then all of a sudden, uh, you know, the kid's talking to one of his friends. She's just like, oh, I bet your babysitter's just like fucking guys while you're asleep. 
And so he stays up to find out if that's true or not. And it turns out she's in a satanic cult and she's sacrificing people in his house. <laughs> and then from then on, it's just like, you know, trying to escape her and then the other like cult people throughout the house. And uh, like one of the fun parts is like the jock guy mm-hmm. of the cult um, is like chasing him and then catches him. And then the bullies show up and he's, you know, instead of murdering the kid, finally, he's like, are you going to take that shit from them? Like turns him around and like forces him like, you know, go stand up for yourself. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And, uh, there's a pretty gruesome, cool death. Like this one guy gets like falls off a banister and like this wide shot hits the back of his head on the other railing and then falls forward and like gets stabbed on something, pale on something else. Yeah. Oh. Um, Is it rated R or? or well, I guess it's Netflix. It's on Netflix, but it might as well be rated R. It's pretty gruesome in places. It's rated. Fuck it. But the sad part is like, <laughs> sorry, Kellen. The babysitter is so cool that the fact that she's a villain is like, aw. <laughs> Does she have to be evil? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I love my females evil, but there'll probably be a sequel based on the end. <laughs> oh yeah, the babysitter. Babysitter two t o o o sitting hard. <laughs> <laughs> Sit harder. So that's it for cool. me. Zach? Great. I uh, watched a couple things. Um, I revisited Sunset Boulevard, um, which uh, that's a movie where that lady my, has that's a close-up. That's probably one of my favorite Billy Wilder movies, um, other than The Apartment and um, oh, Something Like a Hot. Uh, I like, uh, well, both of those are amazing films. I, I, well, have you seen Sunset Boulevard? No. Oh, you should watch Sunset Boulevard. Okay. Because it's from, like, so two two times are great. You know, Sunset Boulevard's amazing. It's... I watched it for a specific reason. So there was news we haven't talked, we didn't talk about this week, which is Rob Zombie is going to go back to the well on Devil's Rejects or something. Um, and uh, I wonder why I didn't bef- talk about it. Well, because before <laughs> he was going to do that, he was going to do a movie about Groucho Marx in his later years. And when he described it, he kept describing it as Groucho's Sunset Boulevard. And I hadn't seen Sunset Boulevard in a long time, so I rewatched it. I understand what he was talking about. I don't think Rob Zombie could have done what he was what he would was proclaiming, but uh Sunset Boulevard is a really wonderful precursor to a horror film uh that we might see today. Um it's uh, sorry. No, I'm I'm trying to think of my words. Um it's um it's the basically the story is is that a um a down and out writer who's writing for B Pictures um, is about to get his car repossessed and in the middle of a car chase with the repo company, turns into the dilapidated mansion of an old actress from silent films named Norma Desmond. And the, and it's only her and her butler Max living in the house. Um, and so she coaxes him into writing her comeback movie and lets him stay in the house. And throughout the course of the film, he becomes a virtual prisoner inside the house no, with no. only the butler as like uh, uh as a, the only, uh, the other person in the house and they and it it kind of deals with this whole like munchausen or the, not munchausen syndrome what was that um stockholm syndrome stockholm, thing yes. where you're having sympathy for your captor but at the same time you got to get the fuck out um and it's gloria swanson playing norma desmond and she's fucking amazing in this movie like the thing i noted was that when i first saw this i was 15 and i thought it was a comedy and now I watch and I'm like, this is a good ass horror movie. Like Billy Wilder made a really good horror movie that's oh, okay. masked in melodrama, um, and some 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 comedy and whatnot. But um, it's got like a really great pedigree of people in it. It's like uh, William Holden's in it. 
Um, you got um, Eric von Stroheim, who was a director in his own right in the 20s and 30s, uh, playing the butler. And the twist with his character is awesome. I won't reveal it to you because you haven't seen it, but I would love to know your reaction to it. Um, it's just a great film. It, the stuff in her mansion, her dilapidated 20s mansion, it's like this beautiful homage to the excess of the 20s that then falls off into the depression like there's there's monkeys hanging around the house there's like vines that are covering the deck uh, the outside of the house like it's 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 a production designer's dream to kind of like play with that house the way they do and billy wilder shot it kind of like a noir film where he doesn't like use harsh shadows but like there's there's hints of that type of lighting there Mm -hmm. if that makes sense so it's free on Netflix, so I'd check it out. Um, uh, I rewatched The Jerk, because who doesn't love The Jerk? Because it's awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. I, I love that movie. <laughs> I, 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 still sit, I still think my favorite moment is when he's uh, um, getting shot at by <laughs> the uh, lone gunman and uh, keeps hitting the cans. He goes, Mr. Hartoonian, these cans are defective. We don't have a defective can. We have a defective bison out there. <laughs> um, and uh, Well, and also I, I do love um, Son. You were an adopted child. You were left on our doorstep. You mean I'm going to stay this color? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah. And uh, the special purpose. It all made me laugh. And, um, and, uh, it was, it's so great. I, I had to rent it, but I need to get, um, the three collection of that with Dead Men Don't Wear Plaid and the Lonely Guy again. Um, and then, uh, I, so, like, a couple of weeks ago, I had bought Harry Potter Part 7, Part 2 on Blu-ray at my work because it was only two ninety nine, but it was on Blu-ray and whatnot. And I was like, well, what the fuck am I going to do with this because I don't have the other seven films to just, watch? Just be sad and disappointed? No, well, at first I was, but then I realized Riff Tracks just finally finished doing their Harry Potter riffs. So I downloaded that riff for three ninety nine and popped it on and watched it. And it was funny as fuck. Um, I've listened to their other riffs on Harry Potter films, and so they kept calling back old jokes and whatnot. It was, it was funny as all shit. And they, like the pro, the epilogue was all shit. What? Not yeah. just some shit. <laughs> all shit is this funny. Yeah, they're they're funny guys, man. I don't know what to fucking tell you. Yeah. Um, and uh, so I uh, went ahead and did that. Um, rewatched some MST3K on Netflix because uh, I want to keep supporting that show. Yeah, um, I've been watching it a lot lately, too. I still love the Reptilicus rap. I think it's awesome. <laughs> My Blu-ray set should be on the way from the Kickstarter. Ah, oh, nice. that's right. They said they were mailing those like a month ago. <laughs> Is it like your Samurai uh, Cop 2? <laughs> yeah. Well, hopefully the packaging's better. <laughs> You'll never get it. <laughs> For 100 bucks, it better be. <laughs> yeah. It better not just be a jewel case. <laughs> It's a, it's going to be one of those like plastic or, or paper well, sleeves. Shout Factory does the them, type. so they should be pretty good right well like the like most the like the collections of the episodes they do now it's just like the clamshell dvd mm. case so do they used to put them in tins yeah yes i don't know if they're they don't do the tins anymore. that was i think those were the yeah. dvds mm. so yeah, yeah hopefully it's something nice yeah yeah cool. um so but yeah that's fun i'm like two episodes into rewatching it again so I'll, I'll keep going with it um i uh the last thing i watched though was um uh, HBO put out um, a couple weeks ago uh, James's birthday present <laughs> um, that they had to give him because they couldn't give him a Blade Runner movie. Um, it's this documentary on this very obscure filmmaker, um, uh, Senor Spielbergo. Um, I think he's Spanish. I don't know, um, but uh, yeah, it's Spielberg. He um, it was a two and a half hour affair. 
And I texted James about, I want to say about an hour in, going like, dude, I think you'll like this. This is fun. But I, I think you said that you cried about I cr- 20 well, minutes I, in. I did because of something yeah, there's he some said. Really good there's, stuff, yeah. I, it's because of some stuff he said. But as we kept, go- as I kept going through it, you were texting me some stuff that was correct, which was so it's only two and a half hours long, and that's the crime of the film. Yeah, there's too much stuff to cover in his oeuvre of filmmaking. Like he's done too much. It's not just him as a director. It's like I want to know about what Amblin's dealings were beyond just Spielberg's films. Like I want to know, like mm. how did that operation work? I'd love to know more about Amblin Animation that the which produced a couple projects and then folded. Um, and then there's um, uh, there's of course just stuff he did with TV in general, um, like Young Indiana Jones. I'd love to more. more I love Young Indiana Jones, so yeah. I'd like to like Tiny Toons, Animaniacs. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. That that stuff is, is so this this lip service. So this film felt more like a. A really good pep talk for any filmmaker who's feeling like, ah, shit, I don't, I don't know if I should do this anymore. Because it's like a good pep talk of like, don't give up on your dreams kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the most interesting part of the film, of the documentary, is when he's talking about Schindler's List. Because he goes into detail about it in a way that I don't think I've really heard him discuss it before publicly. Like Because it, it, it has a lot to do with the way he was raised and grew up. Yeah. Um, and... Um, uh, they, they, they show a lot of BTS footage on that film too, which I, I don't think mm-hmm. I'd ever seen before. And yeah, that was, that was raw. Like that was hard footage to watch. Yeah. Um, Do they show him getting all bratty about not getting nominated for Jaws? No, no, that's not. So yeah, I, I watched it too. The, a lot like it's maybe, a, I feel like a third about Schindler's list and then a third about sort of his, his early years and how he got popular and sort of struggling with the way people saw him until like color purple. Um, and then from color purple, I feel like it jumps pretty quickly to Schindler's list. And then, and then spend some time talking about, like, Dra- we do a little Jurassic park. Yeah. Yeah. Then spend some time really talking about no hook. Dr- no hook. <laughs> oh no. The only time hook shows up. I kid you not is at the end. They're like summarizing things and talking about like, you know, Steven Spielberg is a man who's had, you know, many successes and a few things that didn't work well. Well, when they said a few things that didn't work well, they just hook. show Hook. <laughs> I'm like, no, show 1941. Don't show Hook. <laughs> like, like 1941, okay, but has a few things that didn't work well. Hook is great. So just shut up. Nope. Yeah, Hook's great. Like, nope. Come yeah, on, you're fundamentally now. wrong. <laughs> or, or 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 show AI. Like. Here's the thing where... Yeah, it's not really his. Exactly, right? Like, yeah, it didn't work well because it's not his. Um, the Yeah, I, I, I thought it was really good, but the thing I told Zach was I was like, if you're someone like me who has watched every, you know, Spielberg feature featurette that you can on the Blu-rays and, like, you know, watched every YouTube documentary that you can get your hands on or, or like, super cut of somebody, like, breaking down his films you don't learn much. Like I think the, the end piece where you learn about like how much his parents are in love again now and how sweet that story is, is like that part was really cool. Um, but even like when they talk about his early years, I feel like it's really cursory. It feels like a documentary about Steven Spielberg that Steven, Steven Spielberg would make mm-hmm. where it focuses most on the things he wants to talk about, like the show of foundation and like, you know, he does talk openly about, 
you know, his sort of strife with between his dad and they even inter- interview like some of his siblings and they, they talk about that stuff, but it's at a high level you know, for something where like they had access to Steven Spielberg, where he sat down and did these long interviews. Like they don't, I don't feel like they got a whole lot out of him, but it's also a really great, well-made documentary about Steven Spielberg, right? So it's like, it's really good and not for me, a guy who really likes Steven Spielberg. Um, I, I Again, I think it's a good pep talk if you're yeah. thinking that you don't want to keep pursuing anything you're doing in life that makes you feel happy. Yeah. Um, because then you can look at that and go like, well, if he can do it, I can do it. And yeah. All that stuff. You know, keep filling yourself with delusion. It's hilarious, but, um, but yeah, no, I liked it. Um, and then the only thing, other thing that I watched this week oh is, oh my god, there is only one more thing. Um, guys, I finished up Ken Burns's Vietnam documentary. Good job. So I, I, I don't know Did how. Did we win? I, <laughs> no, Congratulations! Hey, you know, what? I want to, I want to make it one thing clear. America doesn't lose anything; it just misplaces it. We misplace our keys, and we misplace this war. So. <laughs> I, I don't know what happened, was, but we was, left the we left the country. Um, I I hope they work things out. Um, on another note, uh, Nixon, uh, I, dude, like I guess he did something at a hotel. I, I don't yeah. fucking know what's going on here, man. Um, but you know, I, those two uh, reporters, uh, Dustin Hoffman and Robert Redford, they went and dug up some shit about him, and um, I, it doesn't look good. I think he's gonna resign and go hang out in a Orange Valley somewhere. I don't fucking know. How it got this bad. So not a great documentary because you didn't learn very much. No, not a great documentary because I'm like, oh, shit, man. Like, this did not end it the way I expected it. Like, I, yeah. No, seriously, though, I, it's it's good. I, I, I can't say it's the best Ken Burns doc because it's – I judge Ken Burns' work by how interesting he makes the subject. And the thing is, is like – as interesting as this is, Vietnam has been talked about so many times in so many different formats for me. Yeah. So, like, I got the only great thing it's about this film. The only great thing about this film is that I'm finally hearing stuff from the Vietnamese perspective and not just from the American perspective. That's cool. Their perspective on this is what makes this documentary worth watching. Like sitting through all twelve and sixteen hours of it, it's it's great. I still think that score is one of the best scores I've heard this year uh, that Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross did. But again, you might want to be a Nine Inch Nails fan going in to enjoy that score because it is a lot of yeah. Um, Man, so it's, Social Network is a great movie. Yeah, it's it's great, and I I recommend you watch it um, if you have access to it. Like, I don't I don't know if you should buy the Blu-ray because it's like eighty fucking bucks, but um, it should be like streaming at some point on Amazon, but. So anyway, I hope our conflict in Grenada goes better, though. I, I've heard some good things about that. So, You done? No. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> just, I, went on, I was looking at my uh, clock. I was like, oh, it's only 8.16. It's 8.36 now Uh-oh. from the time you started to now. So but it's it just was, the Zach's podcast. It was fascinating, I'm sure. <laughs> I mean, I stopped listening, but uh, is it me? James, yeah. Yeah, I saw Spielberg this week, and it was <laughs> – no, uh, I did um, – and that was it was pretty good. I said those things. Uh I finished season two of Stranger Things and it was pretty good. I liked it a lot. I'll when people have finished it, they can ask me how I feel and I'll tell them. <laughs> uh or like, you know, in three years when Ryan watches it, then you know. No, we'll actually I've downloaded the episodes, just keep on forgetting to watch them. I don't know why. Yeah. You do an offline downloading? Uh yeah. I, He's I do watching a- them in his police car. Uh, I am not. Oh, uh, that's a misuse taxpayer dollars i think <laughs> i am not just give me a dollar that. per episode and we'll call it even bud <laughs> um well something else that when you watch it well then then but when you're done and like my parents are done 
then maybe we can talk about it. No, the real is I downloaded my iPad just in case uh, my wife watches some stupid like Real Housewives thing, <laughs> and then well. What? I'm not watching it now because I'm playing my Switch. But like, <laughs> right? If, oh yeah. Uh, yeah, I didn't talk about that. I've been playing a lot of Mario Odyssey. Okay. Um, one more thing though that you should download from Netflix though is Mindhunter, uh, which I finished during the last couple weeks. Um, Mindhunter is the David Fincher show. Well, David Fincher directed show created by Joe Penhall. Anyway, uh, it's based on a book called Mindhunter by Jack um, Douglas. So it's the story of the two guys who basically created, like, criminal profiling uh, in the FBI. Uh, So they're both teachers in the FBI, um, and they are sort of struggling in the the 70s with this issue of, um, you know... It used to be that your criminals were a a like Dillinger type where they wanted to get all the money and they shot people and they were cruel, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But in the seventies, the 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 big things that people were really afraid of were these like mysterious ser- serial killers, like Summer of Sam, or like Son of Sam, who are just crazy and murdering people, and they can't figure out like how do you categorize these people and how do you understand them and how do you mm. You know, figure out how to how to like look at one of their crimes and and profile them. Um, and so these two guys uh, start going around to prisons around the country and, and interviewing, and yeah, like and, that, and yeah. interviewing serial killers uh, who have been caught and are and are in jail uh, and getting them to sort of tell their stories. And so this is sort of a it's a drum dramatic retelling of this story of how these guys did it. Um, and it's just like the first season is just them getting started. So it's not like this is a one and done thing. Um, I'm, I would say I really like the show and I am excited for them to continue it. Um, I think there's definitely some really creepy moments and some cool, like, um, questions and these sort of these periods where like the, the main guy who is sort of your, um, uh, your Mulder of Mulder and Scully kind of person who's like, really into this stuff and really believes you know uh really wants to push the envelope and thinks that he can solve this thing your jack Um, douglas avatar there sure yeah um so he uh he starts like kind of doing some things that he's not supposed to do like doing interviews and then turning the tapes off and like you know breaking some of the rules in order to like prove that he's right um but he's he's also right like he's figuring out that like no like all of these things where you you see a crime and you just assume it's a black guy like no that's not the way you should do this in fact if you look at this crime you can tell it's a like really poor white guy who has problems with his mother and probably knows this person over here and you can trace all these things back and like so he starts being able to unravel these crimes and it's it's really fascinating and cool and you know they're um watching them sort of struggle against the 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 FBI infrastructure that is used to the old way is, is really fascinating. And it's also a beautiful show. I mean, it's directed by David Fincher. Um, so it's worth looking at. Um, so yeah, I I, haven't finished it, but I like it so far. Do they, do they eventually find the mind? (laughs) (laughs) Is it Uh, bow season or rifle season? They find it and they kill it. Um, they also, it's worth like, once you've watched the show, Especially once you meet the first serial killer, whose name I forget, but is this um, Steve? Uh, no, I can't remember. But it is a the bad, It's a pretty average name. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, 
Keith. You should go Jeff. look up. He has. There's like actual Brad. footage that they that they used. Um, there's actual f- footage of these interviews with that guy. Um, and like, it's super creepy how accurate their portrayal of this guy is, and his like his voice and his mannerisms, and like even some of the turns of phrase. Like you can tell that the writers went and listened to his actual interviews and used actual interview answers in the show uh, and then sort of wrote the drama around that to make what he's saying like at some time, because sometimes he'll say things that are, you know, maybe reflecting things that are going on in the lives of these guys. Um, It's really fascinating and cool and and worth checking out. So uh, that's on Netflix. So you can watch it in your car. It's really good so far. I, I can't yeah. wait to finish it. Yeah, it's great. God, we'll do that tonight. Um, I think that's pretty much everything except for Marty o- Mario Odyssey, which is great. I mean, I'm, I just got to New Donk City, so I'm not that, See, that I, far. I haven't got that far because I, I get really distracted. I was telling Brad about this on Saturday. Uh, so I'll play it, and then I'm like, oh, there's a moon piece. And I was telling Brad when I was in the desert world, and you collect all the like hollowed out like dot things, there's yeah. more moon pieces. Yeah. So like you can keep on exploring. And I'd be playing it for like hours and hours and hours and not realize I've been playing it for hours and hours and hours. Yeah. So I've only watched, uh, I watched, uh, Dawn of the Dead, Zack Snyder's Dawn of the Dead, uh, the Scream Factory version. They, they recolored and retimed the coloring in it. So it looks pretty good. Mm. Um, it's a new 2K scan because the, the original Blu-ray came out really early in the Blu-ray, uh, life cycle. Yeah. So they up, <laughs> they, uh, up converted it and it looks really nice and it has, like interviews with Ty Burrell and uh, James Gunn, uh, which cool. is really cool because, you know, you think James Gunn, he's so big now, but uh, he did the Slither one. I think they probably just got him to do it at the same time. But mm-hmm. uh, it, he's really interesting as he talks about how people wanted to kill him because he's remaking Dawn of the Dead. And he said, no, I didn't want to make George Romero's Dawn of the Dead. I wanted to make an action movie. It's, it has nothing to do with his. Yeah, the mall's the same. And uh, it's just interesting, and he's a fun guy to listen to an interview. Mm-hmm. And then I watched Land of the Dead, which is Romero's uh, fourth zombie movie. Zombies, they creep me out, man. Yeah, and Dennis Hopper's great in it. Um, and that one, too, has uh, been up and uh, rescanned 2K, so it looks really good. Um, I'm sorry, did James Gunn write that Dawn of the Dead? Yeah. Yeah. Oh! oh. Yeah, I was like... I didn't know that. That's cool. You, you talked like he directed it. I, it was, I know. It was and like, I, I thought about like not asking, and I was like, probably a lot of listeners right now don't realize what, what this oh is yeah, either. No, sorry. I'm not alone. Uh, no, uh, James no, Gunn fine. wrote it. And it's, yeah, it's, pre, it's pre-Slither, right? Uh, it, no, it's after. No, it is it pre-Slither. So okay, he did yeah. the two Scooby-Doo movies, and then he did I that. I that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so is there Snyder commentary? No. Uh, yeah, yeah, but it's an old commentary. Uh. And this is the first time, too, the theatrical version's been available on Blu-ray. Oh, okay. So there's like nine minutes cut out of it, and I watched both of them again. And um, the theatrical one moves really quick. I think the theatrical one's like ninety nine minutes. Yeah, I and don't, then um, I the director's is an hour and ten. I mean one ten. So it it really trims it up, um, but it's it's a fun movie. I, I prefer the one that has the tale of the black freighter in it, but you know, you don't have a version. I mean, they're really cool movies, and they're both two discs uh, collector's editions. If you're interested in the zombie stuff. Would you, say, Factory. would you say the Land of the Dead one is a better convert than the one that you gave me? Yeah. Ooh. I might. And then the money. special features on it are really good. They have um, like a John Leguizamo interview, and um, they did a really good job on it like they usually do. Any um, stuff with Romero before he passed? or No, I mean, it has the commentary that was on the previous one. Okay. And he's a, if you like listening to uh, him, he's great to listen to as a commentary because he's really uh, funny and really fun. 
Hmm. Um, he's a fun commentary guy. And then I just been playing Super Mario Odyssey. Wow. Uh, what yep. what movie? What has he done commentaries for? Romero. Yeah. I think he's done for almost all his movies. All his movies. Yeah. Okay. He's pretty. Yeah, he's he's a pretty open book, and he's one of those guys who really helps young filmmakers. So when he started doing his later stuff, Survival and um, Diary. Diary Diary of the Dead, he would hire like film uh, people out of film school uh, to be cinematographers or whoever, and and visual effects people and makeup people. So he'd hire people because Tom Savini used to do a, have a makeup school. I don't know if he still has it, but he'd take people from there to help him and get them going. And because um, that's how he started, he started making commercials uh, in the Pittsburgh area. Then he raised money for Night of the Living Dead, and I'd go to a Tom Savini school. Can yeah. you imagine how like how magical? Like it's like Hogwarts, but better. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's fun. Uh, if you if you care about these movies. I think they're actually pretty cheap uh, collector's editions, like 17 bucks on Amazon. Ooh, that's that's a steal. <laughs> uh, and that's all I watched this week. Cool. Play, play Super Mario because it's awesome. Oh, I was going to say, like, those levels are so well, well built oh, that yeah. anywhere you look, you see stuff that you want to go do. Oh, yeah. It's really cool. I, I actually sort of, I sort of intentionally make myself, anytime that I'm... I don't know three or four moons beyond the requirement mm-hmm. i just make myself go get in the ship and go to the next oh, one. Oh, see i don't I, I know i'm gonna come back and go through them all yeah, again anyway i made a I, bad decision not to do that oh it's fine i i just i it it allows me to know that when i finish the game i'm not finished yeah right like i get i'll, I'll get to yeah. continue because they also i don't know if you know this but when the game is when you hit credits they go unlock a whole bunch more moons and all those levels oh. anyway. So you're going to go back anyway. Um, yeah. So. I, I mean, I do enough so I can buy all the outfits. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. And the game's just... And I was laughing because you have to round up these sheep in the desert level. Yeah. And you can kick them and they go really far. And I kicked like one right off the edge. It's like, whoops. <laughs> I hope he comes back because I'm not getting that moon piece. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> the other... The sheep came back. Um, so yeah, that's fun. Uh, this week on Real Nerds Podcast, we went and saw Thor Ragnarok. Brad, just kidding. Uh, Zach, should people go see Thor Ragnarok? Oh, absolutely. Um, I, uh, I, it's been a fun Marvel year, guys. Um, and I dare say this probably was my favorite adventure of the year for Marvel. Um, uh, just because, like, I like that Thor. They were able. I don't think they never knew what to do with Thor, but I'm glad they embraced the better parts of those first two Thor films and kind of full, went full force with it because. This is probably one of the best comedies I've seen this year, period. So um, I think you should definitely go check it out. James? Uh, yeah, I mean, this movie is is infinitely fun. Um, and, like, uh, there's not a whole lot else to say. At all times, you are enjoying yourself. And when it was over and they were showing the credits and they were doing that thing where they were like, here's some little animated versions of, of different scenes. I was like, man, all they're making me do is remember all the things that were great and want to watch this again. Um, so, yeah, it's it's awesome. Go see Thor. Brad? I mean, I saw it twice, two day, like two days in a row, so that should tell you something. Uh, yeah, this movie's amazing. It's so much fun. It's m- one of the best of the year, so definitely check it out. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. You know, it's when I'm watching it, first I'm like, this is the third Thor movie. You know, that sets in. And then the you're watching four it. Four years ago. Yeah, and you're watching it like, holy shit, this movie's really fun, and it knows it's fun. And you're in on the fun. Uh, you know, I mentioned the soundtrack, and there was oh, times so when good. I was, like, tapping the table because 
there'd be like that synth is like it's like a the whole movie's like a 70s rock album yeah. come to life yeah and it's it's colorful and yeah. um it's really awesome here's the trailer for thor ragnarok so much has happened since i last saw you i lost my hammer like yesterday so that's still pretty fresh and then I went on a journey of self-discovery. Where I met you. Where are we? You have no idea. Hello, the goddess of death has invaded Asgard. Oh, I've missed this. You and I had a fight recently. Did I win? No, I won. Easily. Doesn't sound right. Well, that's true. Asgard is dead. And it'll be reborn in my image. I thought you'd be glad to see me. I need to stop her here and now. To prevent Ragnarok. The end of everything. So they're putting together a team. Like the old days. Surprise! This will be such fun. Hello. Hi. He's a fighter. a queen or a monster i'm the goddess of death what were you the god of again we're the same you and i just a couple of hot-headed fools yeah same hulk like fire mm. door like water well, kind of both like fire. But Hulk like raging fire. So I like smoldering fire. <laughs> the, everything in this movie just works. It's It takes what you know about the Thor, because, you know, Thor does uh, piggyback on you. It has a kind of identity crisis where the first one's Shakespearean, the second one's more straight-up action, and this one's like, you know what? Fuck it. We're going to let Chris Hemsworth be Chris Hemsworth and have fun. I think, well, and as, as I was alluding to, they found that the humor in the Thor movies, regardless if it's, if it's the first one, Avengers, <coughs> second one, or Age of Ultron, it, it, Thor's at his best when he's being funny. Yeah, I remember the Dark World being kind of funny. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean oh, there's, yeah. There's, there's funny bits in it, but it's... Naked Skull and Skarsgård. <laughs> yeah, it, it just gets going. And, you know, the even, like, Stephen Strange is really great. Uh, He's only in it for a little bit, but uh, his bit throughout the whole thing is really funny. Uh, yeah, I mean, this definitely feels like them applying, especially by choosing this director, like, it feels like them applying the sort of James Gunn f- philosophy to, to Thor, which I think works really well because it's already a cosmic, you know, uh, uh, I think franchise. we have something like a, a a setting so fantastical, like Guardians and now Thor. Yeah, like you can't take it seriously because like you're never gonna make that purely realistic for the audience to like. Yeah, like dive into. Yeah. So by make by adding so much humor to it, like you keep that distance of like 
you know, this is just fun and you shouldn't like think too hard about like, yeah. you know, physics in this world and stuff yeah, like and that. You know, uh, Kate Blanchett. Oh my God. I was like in love with her in this movie. She's really fun. She gave me a boner. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Uh, but no, she like, she's like my really, goodness. she's like really fun. And it, I mean, I think the character design of Hela is really cool. Mm-hmm. So I went back and got, I was at the comic store and I got these old Jack Kirby Thors. Yeah. And I was like, man, I'm just going to get some Hela comics. Cause I think her character design's cool. She's just so iconic looking. Yeah. It's and, great. Uh, it, and that they translate it so well on screen because she, she looks like that car. Like, the Oh comic. yeah. Like, it's and, one of the best, and partially because she looks really cool in the comic and isn't, like, overly sexualized all no, the time. No, she's like, I, I, don't I mean, think she's she always is, in black. She's a warrior, but, man. Yeah, know. but I don't think she's sexualized at all. I mean, just because yeah. just it's Kate Blanchett and she looks great. But. I'm, well, I mean, I mean in the comics, right? Yeah. Like, that's one of the problems when you translate a, a comic superhero, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. superheroine or villainess I agree. Uh, into a movie is you have to, like, I mean, I don't know how many people she her. killed in this movie, but... Yeah, I mean she she wrecks the 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 Warriors three like right away and without really you having to give a damn. Mm-hmm. I was first pissed off about that, but then I just didn't yeah. care about fifteen no, minutes see, later. Actually, I, oh, I don't, yeah, I don't like, care because I think her threat is needs to be established, mm-hmm. especially because, because I have a feeling that she has more. Oh, she's she has way more sure. legs in this universe than. Because once I realized like what they were doing, I was like, oh, you know, if you just moved a couple characters around. Mm-hmm. You can kind of just make this character really important, and the, so. yeah, it raises the stakes. And it makes I, her, I love it makes her a legitimate threat. Too that yeah. they address the Loki issue right away at the beginning, because you know at the end of Dark oh, yes. World, remember you, he's revealed as Odin, and Ugh. and Thor like right away knows it's not him. But I hope on the DVD well, there's that extended version of that play to watch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so he our, knows he knows because uh, uh, what's his name, uh, not Sarfur. Uh, anyway, the the. The awesome-looking villain at the beginning of the movie in one of the best starts to a Marvel movie that I've seen in a long time where he fucking wrecks a bunch of skeleton dudes and then a devil and then fights a goddamn dragon. Holy shit. Um, in that scene, like, the guy says, like, Thor's or Odin's not in Asgard, so I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I mean, when Matt Damon shows up as Loki... Like, Matt Damon, It's even more funny. I don't know if you saw the... About three weeks ago, the cast of Thor was on... Uh, Jimmy Kimmel. Jimmy Kimmel. And, they were... and Matt Damon kept on trying to get in the... Like, the, oh, really? the casting yeah, like, c- the oh, green room. The, the, the smoke screen on that is that Jimmy Kimmel and Matt Damon have this big feud. Yeah, and, he, and, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, and yeah. Matt Damon gets bumped every night. Yeah. Right. And so... Apologies he, to Matt Damon. Yeah, so he, in the whole back green room, he keeps on... Uh, so it'd be like Mark Ruffalo talking and Matt Damon's like, hey, hey, guys, I'm, I'm on it. Uh, I'm on the show. And it's really funny. Um, so that he showed up actually in the movie. I, I, I was uh, hoping so that that was in, in my theater, people were cheering. Like, really? He, he, they I, showed his face and people were like, woo! I was it, like, oh, wow. In my theater, I think it was like a, because of the way it's shot and edited, I think it was like a slow reveal. Like it wasn't a <laughs> interstellar, spoilers, it wasn't an interstellar reveal. It was like a, wait, wait. Wait a, wait a second. You know, think about it. Matt Damon does that a lot. He Cause, does. Cause what's the movie where he's like, uh, Scotty doesn't know? Where he's uh, like oh, the lead oh, singer oh, of that um, band? Road Trip? Not Road Trip. Is it Road Trip? The Road Trip? It's Road Trip 2. Yeah. No, or Euro Trip? Is it Euro Trip? It's one of those. I think like, it's Euro Trip. <laughs> he plays like and a punk rocker. Say, Scotty doesn't know. I he's would, fucking I, his girlfriend. That's funny. Yeah. And then I would say that I, uh, um, uh, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back counts. Yeah. An interstellar count, obviously. Yeah. Counts. Oh yeah, so yeah. he's in he's Courage Under Fire a little bit. Yeah, yeah, but he's on the poster. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't. <laughs> he's he an wasn't, actual character. He in wasn't the movie. Matt yeah. F and Damon yet. Yeah, so it's um, fun. Yeah, 
Good um, for him. I'd have fun with it too. So, and Sam Neill. And so, Sam Thor. So Sam Neill was Thor. Okay. And apparently Sam the, uh, was Odin. Odin. the third oh. Hemsworth oh. brother is Thor. Yeah. Is that who it was? Yeah. Okay. Because I was looking, I was like, I know it's someone. I know it's like something I've seen before, but but it wasn't. It wasn't Liam Hemsworth. It was like Jeffrey Hemsworth. <laughs> yeah. And it's fun too. You know, I always like Loki's arc. Yeah. Because even in this one, he's, you know, the bad guy, but he's you know just being the trickster god. And then he kind of gets on uh, Jeff Goldblum's like good side. Yeah. And then at the end, uh, Thor still knows he's going to trick him, and he then he comes back and redeems himself. I like but it. Did he? I know that's what I mean. Like I love his arc because he's always that trickster god. He's a god of mischief. Because yeah. let's just put out there. Okay, so the stinger sequence. They're they're flying and everything's great and it's funny and then the Thanos sh- ship shows up which we're sh- pretty sanctuary. sure is Thanos because it's got Thanos' face on it. Yeah. Right? He confirmed it today. So yeah, uh, the only reason Thanos would be interested in that ship is if Loki took the Tesseract while he had the chance because Absolutely. he went into the thing. So while we say Loki redeems himself, also didn't because he's gonna N- cause exactly. all this I mean, shit to happen. I love his so arc good. So good. He's always that guy. No matter how, and there's a great scene with him and uh, Thor in the elevator. Oh, yes, where he tells him, he's, yeah, that's like, actually a really heartfelt it scene. Is. It's really good. Like you were just waiting for him to be like, no, I just have to start accepting you for who you are, yeah. which is kind of a shit heel, but my brother. Yeah, and then you know, Mark Ruffalo's great in it. Hulk is fun. Yeah, um, <laughs> he's I like, hope this and is Tony's st- pants so tight. <laughs> <laughs> I hope this is the start for a three film arc with him, like doing w- going into Avengers and whatnot. Like they were well, talking about that in some articles. You know, I mean, I, I saw. I love a him as Hulk. Theory love- that you know. So at the end, Hela's killed by uh, the big well, she's fire just thing. Smacked really hard with a sword, and she. Cause we've already been told I'm, she can't I'm, die. She's I'm the guy. Kind of guessing death. that Thanos picked her up. Yeah, because that's that's his like goal. Well, or or at least that she's still alive because she's deaf, but she's definitely just gonna be his girlfriend. Yeah, like, they're going to just use Hela in place of death, and that's that's like and I'm come okay on. With that. And I love yeah, it's like, great. Anthony Hopkins is like little like bit throughout it. Because um, actually, what would be cooler is if the next movie is Thanos running around like steal. You know, because they've said like. The first Infinity War film is well, Infinity War it's like a heist is movie. a heist film where he's stealing uh, Infinity uh, gems, or someone is stealing them. We assume it's Thanos. Uh, it would be awesome if, like, the end is Hela showing up in a in a Captain Barbosa esque uh, <laughs> end of de- no, Dead Man's Chest um, kind of way. Like that would be cool. And it's and even like you know we really talked Jeff Goldblum is great in it. He's so because he's basically Jeff Goldblum, but like really weird. <laughs> I'd love to see the script and know like if he intentionally changed some of the dialogue or if it was just written that smart. Where there's like just sentences he drops, like he just mm-hmm. like stumbles and then just drops whole sentences, and you're like, <laughs> yeah, what? Mate, it's a it's a circle. That's oh, oh kind of a weird circle. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> I love his entrance into the film because the buildup is Thor's in this chair after he's been taken hostage, <laughs> and he's like going through like a rainbow simulator of some kind. And they played a song oh, for Willy Wonka. Yeah, they start <laughs> yeah. playing Pure yeah. Imagination, <laughs> and he's freaking the fuck out. And then it <laughs> smash cuts it cuts to him just sitting in the chair. Nothing's happening he's around him. <laughs> <laughs> I like uh, Meek and what's the rock guy's name? Clunk or Krug or something? Krug. Yeah, it's yeah. something like that. Krug or something like that. <laughs> but but yeah, it's, like played, it's played by Taika Waititi. Taika Waititi, yeah. He's funny as He's talking to Loki and all of a sudden he disappears like, oh, wait, ghost? And kicks the wall. Oh, he was gone. Oh, His last sequence with Meek where he's like, oh, I accidentally killed Meek. 
But yeah. I've just been carrying him around because I felt so bad about it all day. I felt really bad. Oh, like, oh Meek, you're alive. I like Meek so much, and I thought he was really dead. Yeah. I'm going to uh, defeat the Grandmaster's challenger, and I'm going to get out of here. Doug used to say things like that. Good luck, new Doug. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck, new Doug. Or they, even like Goldblum. Every day, where a new Doug. He's like, I'm the god of thunder. Oh, you mean like those sparks right there? Sparkman? Sparklands. Sparklands. I like how he kept Sparkles? calling him Lord of Thunder instead of yeah. God of Thunder. Oh, gosh. And and Asberg, yeah. <laughs> oh, this guy's here from Asberg or something. Yeah. Oh, uh, Valkyrie points out like this is a ship he used for. Or- they used to- this is the ship they used for orgies, and he's like, did she don't just say don't touch anything? Ship for orgies? Yeah, don't touch anything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Tessa Thompson was great too. Oh, she's oh, wonderful. She's wonderful. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I-, I think I really love guys. <laughs> oh, damn. Um, yeah, but, her uh, uh, her smile when she starts fighting and they play the immigrant song again. Yeah. So, have you heard the story that basically he got the job? Well, yeah. Part of how he got the job was he cut together a bunch of movies that he thought looked cool and would be a good style to that song, and that's like, and that ended up being what the trailer was. Yeah. Um, and it fits so well. Like it does. that song is the right me, song for a Thor movie. Part of me is like, as I was watching, I was visualizing the movie. Like, if I didn't see the trailer and like actually had the surprise of Hulk coming out yeah. of the Coliseum, like, oh yeah, that would have been such a cool reveal. Oh yeah. But I understand like. It you also sold need the movie. To see the movie. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Oh yeah. Oh, and it's, how about uh, Mark calm. Ruffalo <laughs> when he has to save the day against the wolf? <laughs> and he has to cheat. <laughs> oh <laughs> yes. Oh. <laughs> I Lucky saw it dies. coming in the theater the first time, and it's still funny. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, every time. Because <laughs> he looks dead. Yeah. Like, the they, like they didn't just say like, "Hey, have him hit," and go like, Ugh. "No, have him hit and be dead." <laughs> Like <laughs> it's funny though because like they went through the trouble of showing like when he turns back into uh, <laughs> Banner he like has the huge pants that he can't like contain yeah but then when he becomes well, the Hulk again yeah, he sh- he stretches through Tony's super tight pants <laughs> yeah. and they like yeah. just enlarge for him well yeah. they have to <laughs> like yeah. I love it too because remember it's a play on like Incredible Hulk where you know Edward Norton's like drop me and he comes yeah. and he's all heroic and he yeah. just fucking hits it because uh-huh. he even like set it up he's said. Uh, <laughs> No, you want to know my secret? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's funny. I totally uh, forgot about that. I couldn't stop laughing when I saw it. So, so good. good. Oh, there was this uh, thing. Well, uh, it was one of those things. Where they're, so they're trying to form the Revengers <laughs> in the room. And he says, like, Team name. Uh, I think it was like Ruffalo. Like, like hey, guys, I just want to point out that Loki just said that he switches on and off every five minutes. And Thor's like, yeah, it's true. One time when we were children, he used to turn into a snake. <laughs> and then he'd be like, oh, I'm not a snake. It's me. <laughs> and then he'd stab me. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Um, when he's like, uh, wait a minute, you just want me to turn to the Hulk. You don't care about me at all. That's gross. <laughs> no, 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 it's not true. I really love you're, you're Banner. My, you're my favorite band one. I he's like all Banner. science and <laughs> numbers oh, yeah. and stuff. Just, yeah. just the whole sequence of Thor and Hulk in the bedroom and like uh, every, every line that the Hulk has, every like, oh, Thor sad. Thor sad. <laughs> like, oh, it's so good. Every time I've read an article leading up to this film about why why don't we get a solo Hulk Hulk film, when I finally saw when I saw this film, I was like, well, I'm glad they haven't because you needed to crack his code a little bit because up until this point, he hasn't really said anything as Hulk. He's just been yeah. silent. Yeah, getting yeah. him to talk now at this point is the most <laughs> is is the logical progression, and now it makes Hulk not more interesting, just like 
it adds something to the character that needed to be added. <laughs> he's trying to keeps on saying, "Hey, big guy!" <laughs> like he's like, "Why do you keep on saying down. that to me, <laughs> man?" <laughs> oh, the um, the sun setting, the sun setting. Oh, they get that that callback from yeah. Age yeah. of Ultron was funny as fuck. <laughs> the uh, the every time he goes into the Avatar Avatar state and shoots lightning all over the place, it's the coolest damn thing. Like, mm-hmm. it's so exciting. It's great in the Hulk fight, and then when he does it at the end, where he's just like, he's like uh, the, the main villain, the main guy from the infamous games years ago, <laughs> yes. mm-hmm. where he's just like sparkling with lightning, and you're like, I feel oh, this dumb, is so cool. I was like, oh yeah, he's the guy, well, first of all, he's shooting lightning, and he's the god of thunder. Which, yeah. is, which is a Thunderbolt gag. <laughs> <laughs> they but, probably uh, watched your movie and was yeah. like, hey. They, they totally ripped us off, I know. Yeah. Like, I would call the lawyers. <laughs> but yeah, it's like, oh yeah, he like that should be his main power. I'm surprised we haven't like seen a ton he of it. He didn't realize. He thought his main power was yeah. he had a hammer that would that would jerk, jerk him off or pull him off. Mm-hmm. Pull, yeah. him off. <laughs> pull him off. Pull him off. But yeah, that was cool. And then also like uh, he loses that eye. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. Like So there's... It's a movie. There's not a lot of stakes other than like Asgard's in trouble, so well, it's cool yeah. that like he doesn't walk of, away like perfect. All of Asgard is gone. The Warriors Three are dead. <laughs> I don't know where Sif is. I miss her. I I assume <laughs> that she's making Blind Spot. Um, you know, but... it has a good foundation. We can rebuild. <laughs> oh yes. No, nope, sorry, it's gone. That foundation's <laughs> gone. I just can't help it. That creature does not. For some reason, I find that that villain like the giant devil thing. Really sure. cool looking, and I like looking at it, and I like him screaming and s- stabbing the planet with his sword. It's just cool. The and then when Hulk gets cut off through the portal, oh. and like it splashes all the girls with the, 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 bl- the green blood, and then the yes. eye rolls over as it slides. <laughs> so good. I like the Carl Urban played it. with the shake weight like I'm, before he opens the gate. <laughs> the, timing, the Zumba, whatever it is, yeah. The timing on that joke was really good because I, I knew it was coming, but then, like, Hulk comes through, and then there's this good long pause, and I went, oh, I think, like, that was so obvious, like, cut off the dragon's head and have it come through, like, that's so great. And then it happened. Like, just about the time I was disappointed was when that dragon's head flew through the portal. I was like, oh, this yeah. is so good. Uh, and, yeah, Carl Urban was pretty good. Uh, yeah. For a silly, like, throwaway henchman villain character, like... Has his little ups and downs, and he gets his own little fun art. Yeah, and then he he pulls out destroy and <laughs> <laughs> Des and Troy, <laughs> yeah, Des and Troy. <sighs> and yeah. uh, I, 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 the trailer sold us on we know each other. He's a friend from work. My favorite moment when Hulk is revealed is when Loki goes, "I need to get off this planet." <laughs> yeah. Oh <laughs> no, my favorite moment is is moments later when now you Hulk know how it feels. Yeah. Oh. Hulk grabs him and does the exact same move from Avengers, and he's like, "Yes!" <laughs> oh, that was really good. This film, I love how this film managed to play on your expectations from the trailer and kind of like flip them around. It's yeah. it's such a it's such a good film, and I like that. I love Guardians of the Galaxy, and I like that it it introduced us to the idea of the cosmic side of Marvel like in a broader sense than Thor, the first Thor's did. I like how this one kind of like I'm getting more comfortable with the whole cosmic element so that when we get to Infinity War I'm not I it's never bothered me per se but like I have been aware that it is an issue that they need to kind of like bridge everything together somehow. Yeah. There's going to be a moment when you're like Spider-Man in space. No, I could always go with that. Are you kidding, man? How can Peter <laughs> I, I, Parker fuck I, up the space shuttle? I love, yeah, the heart of Peter Parker is not in space. <laughs> yeah, I, I love that Marvel is taking chances on their films now. I mean, yeah. uh, you have the Thor Ragnarok. 
Spider-Man's like a high school movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I think I think they realized, too, they couldn't keep making the same movies. Right. Um, and where I love uh, Age of Ultron, I think that's when they realized that hmm, maybe we should try different things because... Uh, when I watched the trailer for Black Panther before, it played way better oh, than yeah. watching it like on a TV. Oh, dude, dude, yeah. the song that plays in that in that new one with oh, the, yeah. the revolution will not be televised. Like you have no idea. Like I just started like going like yes, fuck it, <laughs> we're so I'm so pumped. I cannot wait yeah, for it. That trailer is great. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm so excited. It, it's got everyone that I want involved. I wonder in. how he's gonna figure into Infinity War. Uh, uh, he's gonna yeah. well, he's hiding Captain America right now. So. What happens when his suit, no, he, suit turns well, purple? Yeah, he is. What's that about? No, he's hiding Winter Soldier. I don't know. I don't well, know about Black Panther. probably also hiding Steve Rogers. Yeah. We'll see. You're making assumptions that aren't... That aren't yeah. We'll see. Yeah. I'm pa- fairly the, sure that's how that end credit no, sequence ended. No, the Patriot is just out there like doing some cool underground the shit. The Nomad? Yeah, oh yeah, sorry, the Nomad, not the Patriot. The Nomad is just out there doing some cool shit. Meanwhile... In a beard. The uh, Winter Soldier is under ice with yes. no arm... So he's not going to be very useful anyway. Unlike Chris Chris Evans, who I has a beard now. I hate to tell Bucky this, but... You uh, got a metal arm? That's only, sweet, dude. Only reason you're on the team is because you have a metal arm. Uh, next week on Real Nerds Podcast, we're seeing Murder on the Orient Express. Yeah! And Corinne's going to come on again. Oh, cool. So, um, she chose that over Justice League. Ooh, maybe I'll get my mom to write in. Wait, Justice yeah. League's not next week, is it? No, it's the following week, but she says... Oh, she was... Oh. She's asking if she could come on in. Like, she come should, on, she both if you totally want. She'll be on Orient Express. But she's going to... She chose Orient Express. I was... From I the was director... on Daddy's Home, too, but... Of the original mm-hmm. Thor. Yes. Oh. 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 Good old Kenneth Branagh. Not a lot of connection there. Uh, so thanks for listening. If you go to the Alamo Draft House right now, you can get coasters that have a little mustache, and they po- it pops out, and you can stick it in your nose, and then you have a you have a Hercule Poirot mustache. Hercule Poirot. Hercule Poirot. Let's see him interrogate. Nice French, there you go. I hope he interrogates Daisy uh, Ridley for uh, some. Uh, uh, excuse me, spoilers. he's Belgian. Uh, technically French. He's Belgian. Yeah, French-speaking country. He's like Belgian. <laughs> Everyone thinks he's a frog. He's not. He's not a frog. He's just as French-speaking Belgian. Uh-huh. He likes his waffles. <laughs> Better than waffles. <laughs> okay. Bye. Bye. Real Nerds is a Nebulous Visions multimedia production. We would also like to thank Sparks Mandrill for our music. Additional music from Ben Sounds. Thank you to Alamo Drafthouse. Thank you to Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics. And thank you for listening to the Real Nerds podcast.